welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan. And we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season five, episode 16, In a Lonely Place. All right. Um, written by Gina Fattore. Woot woot. Mm-hmm. Directed by Keith Samples, who also directed The Dow of Dawson in the last season. Oh. Um, originally aired on February 20th, 2002. And there's a kind of a big break after this. Um, description from Wikipedia. Joey visits Professor Wilder, planning to make amends for missing their assignation. But he summarily rejects her, believing that it would be wiser for them to to abort the entire process. Dawson, as a part of his efforts to keep an eye on her after her mugging, invites her to watch In a Lonely Place with him at a theater for one of his classes. This separates him from Jen, who is interviewing Steve and Wynn, members of a rock band that is on tour. I never caught their names. Nor did I. (laughs) Um, We'll find out what we each called them in a little bit. Um, On behalf of the radio station. While Dawson had agreed to join her, she ends up bringing Audrey instead. Audrey is attempting to escape Pacey. They were trysting in his car whilst joey was being assaulted woo yeah that's a commonwealth person um and audrey made him a made a promise to god that she would give up her relationship with pacey if joey was okay this leaves pacey at loose ends and he takes jack up on his offer to visit a bar that does not check its patrons ages without bothering to let jack mention that it's a gay bar There, he bonds with a food critic who has previously published a critical review of civilization. The critic mistakenly believes he, Pacey, is gay, and Pacey takes refuge by claiming that he and Jack are a couple. The critic extends, in the event that they break up, a flirtatious offer, dot, 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 (laughs) to Jack. Audrey's conquest of Wynn is derailed when he reveals he has a girlfriend. Steve runs into similar problems with Jen, but she is reluctant to turn him, clearly reluctant to turn him down. Finally, Joey finds Professor Wilder at the showing. The two patch up their relationship and decide to remain friends. Dot, dot, dot. Though Dawson is astonished to realize that Joey was contemplating a fling with a teacher. That is a fucking wow. description. Whew. Yeah. Okay, my history's mysteries, these are a little longer because we do have a big break. Um, February 19th, 2002, NASA's 2001 Mars Odyssey space probe begins to map the surface of Mars using its thermal emission imaging system. Cool. All right. February 22nd, 2002, United Guerrilla, ooh, sorry, United Guerrilla leader Jonas Savimbi, okay, I should have read this before I started talking <laughs> is killed in clashes against government troops led by Angolan president Jose Eduardo dos Santos in Mexico province Angola mm-hmm. his death leads to the end of the Angola civil war on April 4th mm-hmm. March 1st 2002 the space shuttle Columbia flies the Hubble space telescope service mission it's last before the disastrous STS-107 they have that mission and um an IMAX movie that always plays the science center. Oh, at the science center. The Hubble 3D. Yeah. What's up, Jen? <laughs> um, who is the CFO of that science center? Uh, March 1st, 2002, the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan. In eastern Afghanistan, Operation Anaconda begins. Operation Anaconda was the first operation in the Afghanistan theater to involve a large number of U.S. forces participating in direct combat activities. Did you just call it a theater? 
That's what they called it on Wikipedia. Yeah. That's what they call war. That's a theater. dark. Um, CIA paramilitary officers working with their allies attempted to destroy Al-Qaeda and Taliban forces. Uh, March 19th, 2002, Operation Anaconda ends after killing 500 Taliban and Al-Qaeda fighters with 11 allied troop f- fatalities. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. March 24th, 2004, um, the 74th Academy Awards hosted by Whoopi Goldberg are held at the, at the then Kodak, now mm-hmm. Dolby Theater, mm-hmm. with Ron Howard's A Beautiful Mind winning four awards. God, I hated that movie. I never it, saw it. It's bad. Um, including Best Picture and Best Director. Love Whoopi Goldberg, though love she was like my number one comedian growing up oh god jumping jack flash is so good yeah um this i mean her her role in um ghost (laughs) nothing like it um this is the year that denzel washington won for training day and halle berry won for monsters Monsters ball Ball. yeah the telecast garnered seen either of those movies over i I saw monsters ball like the year it came out Mm. um the telecast garnered over 41.8 million viewers, which is a lot. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one movie is John Q with Denzel, directed by Nick Cassavetes, who also mm. directed The Notebook. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Number one song, Always on Time, with by Ja Rule featuring right. Ashanti. Yep. Banger. King and Queen of mm-hmm. 2002. Murdering. <laughs> Dave, okay, so um, that usurped uh, Usher for mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Debuting at number 67 is Michelle Branch's All You Wanted, (laughs) which I know every single word to, (laughs) despite my best efforts. (laughs) Um, And debuting at number 70 is Escape by Enrique Iglesias. So it was a a fraught time. The other debuts were a lot of country that were just really bad. Hmm. Um, So I didn't put them down. Sorry, not sorry. Um, okay, so we open in Joey's room. Yeah, in her dorm. And her and Dawson are watching a movie. It's kind of cute. Yeah. They're like kind of reliving their childhood, but under different circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on the floor. They're not yeah, on the bed. Yeah, yeah. And it's a twin bed. <laughs> what? It's a twin bed. I mean, true. <laughs> and um, Joey's like... Did super- we know there was a TV in Joey's room? Though? Yeah, I think that she's watched... Oh, she had him over... After his dad died, she like they like watched oh, movies. Okay, in okay. Um, never I think like, it, like shows up very, exactly. Like, I was like, we never really seen it in this moments. giant room, yeah. but okay. Um, so it's um, Joey was super bored by yeah. this movie, and Dawson is like all appalled about it. <laughs> it's so like he is becoming a film nerd, and I think he it's like in, in this episode particularly, um, in a way that's like very triggering. A hundred percent, because he quotes Paul. Calling Kale about Jean-Luc Godard. Uh-huh. Like he's like, let me like let me tell you about what Pauline Kale said about this. And I was like, I mean, I guess you get a fucking half of a bone for like quoting like the one female critic right. that like was allowed to say anything yeah. for like a hundred years. But this is what film nerds always do. Like, oh. well, this critic said that, and you're like, yeah, that's their opinion. Yeah. And my opinion is this. Is it's boring. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but a critic is just an opinion writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do love a Pauline Kale critique. Though. There's nothing wrong She's with wonderful. critics, but it's just like, yeah. that's still an opinion. Totally. Um, and Joey's like, um, does Jen know that you keep quoting this Pauline person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is she aware? 
And like I, he is like very recognizably film nerd. You're right. Like, yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like I mean here in Los Angeles you're like yes I know a hundred of these people. Yeah. Where they're uh. just like I can't believe you don't like this movie and you're like I can't believe you won't shut the fuck up. You know. Yeah. So. I'm like I want to watch Bring It On again and you can go eat shit. Yeah. Thank you very much. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and she's all jealous that like his homework is to watch movies. Right. Like which I mean fair. It's fair to be jealous of. And he's like yep. And then he's like, do you want to come to one tomorrow night? Mm -hmm. You know, and he kind of like geeks out about Truffaut for a while. I mean, you know, it's funny because he was complaining about not knowing anything about like French New Wave. And now now he's he's like, like, won't shut up about Truffaut. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, oh, my gosh. Which was predictable. I totally agree. You know, and I do want to point out that she's like, you know, saying like, won't Jen be jealous when it's like, well, Jen, probably not because you're always like the jealous one in the mix with shit too so like no and like you know they're trying to like maybe establish that like her and jen are cool yeah but we don't know that we haven't seen them we haven't seen them interact since like it's been revealed that you know jen and dawson are dating right and appetite for destruction yeah exactly and like you know we don't even know if like how jen feels about like joey getting mugged and stuff like that right so Dawson so then she's like are you guys like just babysitting me in shifts or like Mm -hmm. what's the deal here so like I I will point out that we are going to mention for a brief moment that Joey did get mugged in the last episode (laughs) don't worry I have a lot to scream about it's coming it's weird because like the way Joey frames it is like, oh, so you're just going to take care of me in shifts. Like, it's like this total negative thing uh-huh. when like that's what she should have been like managing when Dawson's dad died. But she was all like, I'm going to take care of him myself. I'm going to do everything do all on my own, you yeah. know. And so the way that she's reading this and behaving towards it, like, oh, you're taking pity on me. You're doing it in shifts. Like instead of like honestly just being like, thank you for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way that they write it, you're supposed to be like, oh, that's like she's so snarky and cute. But honestly, I felt like she was being such an asshole. I don't. It's hard for me to say that because like I feel like she's they're not allowing her to have any emotions about it, Mm -hmm. which I'm just like. That's like my bigger bone to pick, right. I guess. Like, I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I'm just like, I got bigger fish to yeah. fry than her yeah, being yeah. an asshole. Totally. What the fuck else is new? <laughs> but like, like um, I'm not gonna. You. Yeah, I'm like it's you. like you don't want to tell someone how to behave after they've been violently mugged. Sure. You know, like I I agree with the writers maybe on that part, but on the other hand, you're like she literally has no reaction or response to like any at all witnessing someone's death. At all. She was there when he flatlined, uh, you know, having someone like pull a gun on her being like, you know, forcibly forced to the, to ground. the ground with someone on top of her. We didn't know it was going to happen, yeah. you know, just like losing 500 bucks, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on here and we don't really understand like how she feels again about this. Like we don't really know how she feels about anything this whole series yeah this whole series (laughs) we do know in season one she really wanted to date dawson yes that's true maybe that's why we fell in love with her we're like we know what she wants really wanted to date yeah Yeah. like when we know what she wants we're like on her on her side yeah but when we don't we're like oh my god you know and and like i appreciate dawson for like looking out for her yeah yeah yeah. but then the way the show is like gonna unfold spoiler for this episode like no one else is and that doesn't feel believable i agree with you 100 percent 
Um, like, it's almost like they thought, like, if they all mention that they know that Joey got mugged, like, we're fine. Base yeah. is covered. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, you I know? totally agree. And and so, you know, Dawson admits that, like, yeah, we're doing the shifting. And, and he looks at her and he's like, I'm just, like, so happy you're okay. Yeah. And, like, it's really sweet. But, like, you kind of, like, and you're like, okay, cool. But then since no one else says that to her, it feels so bizarre. I agree with you. Because, like, she offers to walk him out, too. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, can I walk you out? And he's like, no, 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 no. Stay here. And she's like, I am so fine. Like, I promise that I'm so fine. And I was like, okay, two things. Number one, you're not fine. Yeah. You got held at gunpoint, mm-hmm. like, and assaulted, and then you watched a man die. Right. You're not yeah. fine. Totally. <laughs> you know, it's like, again, I don't want to tell people how to feel, but you're like, no, 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 no. But this you're is not fine. unbelievable. No. Like, you know, and as people who watched it when we were the exact age as her, it's like, yeah, like you absolutely just not. A trauma like, absolutely yeah. not. Like, from a writer's standpoint, you're like, this doesn't make sense. Right. Because number two, my note in all caps is what in the actual fuck was the point of the last episode. Yeah. If now we're just like, oh, it's That's like fine. we're going to mention it for a second and then we're going to be done. Yeah, because we're not even gonna, like, even if she's like, I'm fine, she's not going to even, we're not even going to talk about like this whole like redemption story for her father that maybe right. happened. We're not or, even like, going to bring up her father. She's not even going to tell a friend, hey, I'm now I'm kind of thinking about yeah, my father. Yeah, yeah. Like that's... <laughs> what the fuck was that episode i I totally agree with you like you know even if she wants to be like yeah the gun whatever violence whatever like losing 500 bucks whatever but like yeah i just had like some really intense thoughts about my dad like even that like we're not gonna mention we're not gonna mention that i lied to a six-year-old girl and said that her dad was a hero for no reason and like totally just like for the rest of her life but like eh, i'm fine i have so many questions about why that episode and like why that way i I mean i have so many questions like again why the show thinks that katie holmes or or you know joey can just say like i'm fine and we're supposed to believe it right because she (laughs) said that you know when dawson and jen were dating she's like i'm fine and you're like well we're gonna need a little bit more than yeah you don't seem fine yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. And, like, even throughout this episode, we kind of get, like, an I'm fine, I'm a fine about, like, the events that happen. And you're like, you're not, though. But the problem is, is we don't get a payoff, right? No. It's like, in this episode, she says, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And we never get a moment of her being like, I am not fucking fine. I know. And I think, like, I would be okay with her. I would be much more okay with her being like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. If we got, like, any, she doesn't even, she doesn't have to have a breakdown about it. No. She doesn't, like, just even a moment of her, like not being fine yeah having to take a second to not be fine i mean it would to just confide in someone you know like it would just be so compelling if she didn't want to tell dawson but she wanted to tell audrey or jen or jack or someone else Uh you know or some stranger at a bar yeah exactly um like we don't whatever yeah 100 percent. so you know dawson's kind of like oh it's been so nice like hanging out with you like i've really actually enjoyed it and and they say goodbye and then we go into the credits yeah and so after the credits we see jen coming up to the attic and Mm -hmm. dawson's there like hard at work on his laptop and she's like um like what's going on are you gonna change into one of your like cooler t-shirts like (laughs) are you almost ready for the show and he's like, where do you think we're going? <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. But like, <laughs> what the fuck? So like they're telling. So the show is like, 
Yeah, everyone's all hands on deck to take care of Joey. But Dawson didn't tell his girlfriend, like, oh, I've got the night shift because I'm going to a movie with her. That's what you're, yes, that's what you're supposed to believe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And she's, so Jen's like, yeah, we're supposed to, you agreed to go to a concert with yeah, me yeah, to yeah. interview a band for the radio show. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I invited Joey to this screening or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, they didn't talk about this? Apparently not. Like, Dawson's being a shitty boyfriend. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. Like, you it's like s- I feel like they're trying to do that thing of, like, you know that trope that, like, thank God has, like, sort of gone away of, like, the wife being like, remember I told you that the kids had a play and, like... And, and the then they're like, the like, woman's crazy because a man can't keep his own fucking schedule. <laughs> Thank you for saying it exactly <laughs> like that. Yes, that exactly. I mm-hmm. feel like they're like trying to hint at the, that, yeah. like that dynamic. Yeah, but no, like, it's like a common fight that people have. And I'm like, look, your word is your bond. If you say yes, that's on you to fucking remember. Right. Otherwise, you know what that makes you? A liar. Right. In my world, that makes you a liar. Yeah. Please don't talk to Jen about how much she has to remind me to do things. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do them, but I sometimes need a reminder. <laughs> anyway, um, so like. So he kind of says like, and it's hard because like, I'm kind of like, you're being an asshole, Dawson. Sure, sure, sure. But he's like, I invited Joe to this movie and I like, kind of don't want to like you know, yeah. bail on her because of everything that's happened. And like it right. Like, thank God the writers do let Joan be mad about this. She's like, because it, it puts her, her in a position where yeah. it's like, of course I don't want to put Joey. Like, I understand what you're saying. Right. However, we like had plans. Right. 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 Cause she, you can tell it bugs her. Yeah. And she's like, no, like, of course I get it. Like whatever. And then like Dawson, I'm going to give him half a kudo. Yeah. One half of a kudo mm-hmm. for asking, if does that bother, bother you? you? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she kind of great is great. Like her answer is great. Cause it's she's amazing. like, she like sighs and she sits down on the bed and she's like, I just wish we had a clean slate sometimes. And so she's confiding in him of, like, the complicatedness of Joey in their relationship, very much similar to season four. I was going to say the same thing, yeah. Where it's like, this sucks, and I kind of want to talk about it because, like, I understand and I want Joey to be safe and, like, yeah, take and care of her. And she's your friend and I appreciate She's your friend yeah. and I'm, not fi- I'm fine with you hanging out with her. But, like, you know, now it's at the expense of you hanging out with someone you already agreed to with me. So I'm saying second fiddle. Like, you know, she doesn't say all this, but we know yeah, all yeah, yeah. this. Like, we understand what's going and, on. But it's also, like, in this context, like, she gets to not say it all because, like, we, we know. totally understand. It's like a... Comp- in a way that, like, jo- whenever they don't let Joey say the thing that she's feeling, it's, like, not the same. I totally <laughs> like, agree with we've you. We've watched five seasons of the show. We know that we know the history know between the hi- Joey and Jen. Without a doubt. Like, I agree. We're it's like sometimes things don't even need to be said, but with Joey and Dawson, they do. Well, because we what didn't see them fall in love. Yeah, and we didn't see them be good friends, and we didn't see them fall yeah. in love. So that's the whole thing. Versus like with Jen, we saw her. We saw it all. Everything, her whole history with Dawson, we've seen on screen. Yeah. 
you know, in our whole history with Joey, we've seen on screen. So we actually know what's happening. And you're right there with her, like feeling how complicated she feels. And again, we lived through season four, seeing Pacey, how complicated he felt felt with Dawson, you know, within their relationship. And then Dawson just is like, hi, I'm Dawson. Acting like a clean slate is even possible. (laughs) It's so fucked up. And like, I think we're supposed to be like, oh, he's so sweet. And you're like, no, you're supposed to fucking talk about this. And it's like, I think these are the moments when we see like how his relationship with Joey holds him back. Because he doesn't know how to communicate. Yeah, because with Joey, they don't talk about anything. That's why we walk away being like, what the fuck just happened? And in this situation, he's like, yeah, let's let's just make up a clean slate. And you're like, but you don't. You can't. That's not actually possible. It's impossible. You have a history. And also you need to talk about it. You open the door to talk about what is bothering Jen. And when she opens up to you, you don't want to talk about it either. Right. You want it to go away. Yeah. And like, I mean, and to Jen's credit, she's like, I'm just going to take someone who would like appreciate this more. Like, I know you were going to hate this, but Mm -hmm. like, we're going to do it because whatever. Yeah. And so like, I mean, I agree. I agree with you. I think that like, it's hard because like, there's a part of me that like the thing you're saying about them communicating like that to me feels very 18 19 Mm -hmm. like i'm like yeah i see it Mm -hmm. and i see dawson being like oh let me be charming right now yeah instead of like let's talk out these feelings yeah that like tracks to me definitely and so there's a part of me that like forgives it in the show right right just kind of like that tracks like you think that this is the way to solve this problem as a 38 year old i'm gonna tell you it's absolutely not the way to solve this problem but like Okay. Right. All right. right. That tracks. I definitely agree. And I just think that like, but even at the time when we were 18, I don't think we walked away being like, oh, Dawson's so charming. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? And I do think that's what the writers want you to think from this, Mm. you know, exchange. And like, you're like, no, like. Yeah, he's not charming, but I get why he's doing it. Yeah. Like you understand why he's like, wow, that's very complicated to talk about. And it's like definitely a departure from Joey where she. She was like, no, Dawson isn't in my life. And yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not fucking up our relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, he is. You know? Like, totally. You know? So at least it's not quite as bad. But it's sad because, like, you see how obtuse Dawson is yeah. to, like, something that's clearly bothering Jen. Totally. You know? And, like, and, and, like, it's, is it maybe, I guess maybe it's not worse. Maybe I don't want to quantify it, but, like, the fact that he knows it does kind of upset her and then doesn't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we go to Audrey and Joey's dorm where Audrey's like picking up clothes and rocking out mm-hmm. and someone knocks in the door and what do you know? It's Pacey. Yeah. And Audrey is like not super thrilled she's that he's there. Very cold to him. Yeah. And she's like, are you trying to take me to work? And he's like, no, we both have the day off and I know for sure Joey's in class. And I'm just kind of like back up. So yeah. we're supposed to believe Pacey doesn't give a fuck that Joey was mugged. I don't have that note right now, but I do have that note at some point in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. I agree with you. It is unbelievable. Because <laughs> he's like up on her, right? He's yeah. like kind of like, hey, what's up, girl? And like, then he's like, she just is like, no, 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 no. no we're not doing that. Get away from here. Like, you know, and she reveals, she's like, we created some bad energy when we had sex. So we find out that they've slept together. Had sex in Pacey's car. Yeah. And he, she, and also that it happened, 
they had sex while Joey was getting mugged. So we, yeah. we find, you know, this out or whatever. In Pacey's car. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't pay me to be 19. <laughs> Again. <God. laughs> like a Mustang too. Oh my God. Yeah. I it's, mean, in the, you'd have in the passenger seat, I guess. Like uh, someone hits their head. I don't on really a, on, a, on a rebar. Know how this goes down, but I don't care. And, and I do. I do. I, I do care. <laughs> I care quite a lot. And I mean, it feels like, like a real nightmare. I think like it's interesting. Like again, they're trying to make Pacey what they wanted us to believe in season one, that he's like this sex crazed boy. Yeah. And like he is. He's I don't also personally, yeah. you know, tie any moralization to that. Like at any age you can sure, sure, sure. have sex, you know. I think the way that you treat people is the most important part in your quest towards yeah. sex, you know. Um, and just the act of wanting to have sex says nothing about you morally right. in one way or the other, which is something the show always does when, you know, we're gonna watch Dawson because he's, you know, now having sex, like how this <laughs> morality how it plays out plays out, you know. But like, they do kind of address, like, they don't shame Audrey. Which I appreciate. Yeah, it's very compelling. Yeah, and I, and I will say at this point, my note was the fact that Pacey is this blasé about Joey getting mugged is, like, so supremely out of character. It's, like, really hard to deal with. There's no way in hell Pacey's not freaking the fuck out. I totally agree. So anyway. Or even, like, just following up with her. We don't, you know, like... We don't see him talk to Joey and, you know, that's probably like a scheduling thing and whatever, like a show thing. But like, still, you could have scheduled it in. It's your fucking show. You or know? like have them get on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, OK. Can, I mean, just from a person who knows how things are filmed. Yeah. Have them get on the phone. They don't have to be in the same room. It's so weird. Yeah. That we're supposed to believe that like Joey or that Pacey is so distracted by fucking Audrey that he doesn't care about Joey. And Agreed. And like. I think we talked about this on our Patreon, but like about how the show itself acts like their relationship didn't exist, Joey yeah. and Pacey, and like, and like how are the audience was to react to that when we like watched it, watched it, and fell in love with it, and them, like, yeah. and them, and like it really like you know was it's such like a special thing to us that then here we are being like what the fuck is happening well and like I and mean, you're not mad at pacey it just feels like unbelievable uh, I, 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 totally and like no spoilers but like in upcoming episodes pretty soon i think in the next episode like there will be nice moments between the two of yeah. them yet again yeah and like my thing is like okay so like you know that these two people are friends yeah just like not here apparently <laughs> after joey's been mugged and and this is why like i don't know some some like culture journalist if any of you want, listen to us <laughs> please do an oral history of downtown crossing <laughs> cuz like i'm really fucking fascinated by like what they thought they were doing yeah and, like, why it, like, basically bears, like, if you're going to do a very special episode, mm -hmm. like, have it ripple out. I know. And it, like, really doesn't make sense that, like, they made it and then, like, the audience didn't like it because they made everything so far in advance. So they would have had all of these Yeah, this aired before the, anyone reacted to that episode. Out, yeah. You know, so, like, you would have at least had, like, a mapping of a few episodes after Downtown Crossing to, like 
explained to well this aired the next week so yeah. this was done probably yeah exactly in the can by the time downtown crossing aired yeah and so you're kind of like it just doesn't make sense why like we're in why joey had to have such violence committed against her for no reason for no reason yeah Anyway, so Pacey thinks Audrey's kind of being ridiculous for like thinking there was some like karmic reason that Joey got, you know, assaulted while while they were having sex. sex. And like, you know, I think that like this is part of the like L.A. versus East Coast thing where they're like, (laughs) oh, can you believe she thinks that there's consequences? There's karma or or there's like some kind of energy towards that. And like as an Angelina or Angelina, I'm like, I kind of would I would feel the same way. I mean, honest, like it tracks on my ass. Like you would feel such guilt about sleeping with your best friend in college, your roommates. ex-boyfriend you would like that would feel so nerve-wracking because it's like not a good vibe even if someone like quote gives you permission you would still feel weird about it yeah and then to have like something horrific happen like i just know myself and i'd be like these are connected no way (laughs) i agree i agree i would probably would too yeah and i'm not as much of a hippie as aaron is but even still like i'm like oh you don't want to fuck with that i don't know that seems like some juju yeah i'm gonna have to go to house intuition to get some crystals and put them in my wallet like i i don't know something's going wrong you know um Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. then she like reveals to him that the sex was good Uh uh-huh and it's like it's a weird choice it is it and is. then he drops into his like sexy oh, voice so the sex was good yeah <laughs> yeah he's like barry white hey girl <laughs> she's like she's like yeah i mean of course the sex was good like didn't you think the sex yeah. was good and he's like i mean yeah and i was like i mean friend to women indeed pacey winner <laughs> yeah like i mean like i do think i like that they're letting audrey be a sexual being absolutely and i find it compelling too absolutely. that they're letting this one blonde be that and you know not our favorite blonde um yeah you know and in a and by extension they're kind of allowing pacey to be a sexual being as well without shame which is a cool journey for him um but it i do find it like interesting and so then he does the same thing he did with karen where he's like okay fine we'll just hang out we don't have to have sex we could be just friends we can it'll be totally like chill hangs (laughs) and audrey's like no (laughs) and she's like hell no i'm not subjecting myself to some platonic torture test oh my god i'm not that kind of girl couldn't love her and i was like i agree like i was like good for her she's like fuck off no way i'm not falling for your games and like i know your game you're gonna say we're just friends and you're gonna fuck me like you know we're gonna fuck even though i've told you i don't want to fuck so like that's on you man i said no Mm -hmm. before it happened so Mm -hmm. you know that Mm -hmm. no means no um And she's like, I'm not the kind of girl. And I couldn't help but feel, though, that's like a dig at Karen. Oh, interesting. I didn't get that, but I I I think that's fine. It wasn't like a perfect, like Audrey doesn't know about Karen. No, I mean, she she doesn't know about that event, but the show being a dig at Karen. I mean, I wouldn't put it past the show Mm -hmm. to dig at Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Women of color. Yeah. I mean... Sorry, I just made a face. I didn't make any noise. <laughs> this is not a visual medium. Um, anyway, so she, and she kicks him out. She yeah, has, she's like, like she's like, okay, get out of my out room. Of like, bye, 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 yeah. bye, bye, bye. So um, we go over to 
Joey sitting on the floor? At Wilder's office? <laughs> She's in a great coat. Okay. I Rachel, my friend, mm-hmm. I promise Boston you. Boston correspondent. Boston yeah. correspondent and friend from college. Um, You know, I promise you I will screenshot some great coats of Joey Potter and okay. make Aaron post them to the Instagram. Okay. Okay. That's my promise. Um, so <laughs> You heard it here. You heard it here. Now I actually have to do it. Okay. So... <laughs> she's like she like stands up when he comes out and and like he like brings her into that this office it's and like, just proceeds to be the absolute fucking worst it's totally awkward when he sees her sitting on the floor first of all why is she sitting on the floor i mean good question. there's a lot of shit going on and like <laughs> and also like just it's like almost like a weird like you know representation of the power uh-huh, you know uh-huh. where she's on the floor like so far beneath Down. him and like has to like kind of you know rise to his level and then he's still like awkward and an asshole to her he's a piece of shit in this uh, like what are we supposed to think about this guy like i mean literally every single one of my notes is like ugh, god i hate guy. this man get him off my screen i like, know all my notes are like that i know and because like i don't know but i don't know if we're gonna get like a resolve where like then joey tells audrey like yeah that guy fucking piece of shit you know mm-hmm. or like you know then she like should I go to the honor board or whatever they would call it and tell them that we kissed? Like, you know, we're, one we're not would gonna, hope we're not going to get like a real result from like this man torturing her, you know? Yeah. Um, so he, he invites her into the office and he's a total dick and she wants to give him an explanation for what happened. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to stop you right there. I know what happened. You left my house and didn't come back. Right. Um, and so I just want to stop here. Yeah, yeah. So why? So she? Why did she need twenty dollars? Well, she. Wait. So she left his house. Yeah. To go to Dawson's. Yeah. And then she walks to the ATM to get twenty dollars mm-hmm. to go back to Professor Wilder's. I don't. I feel like we don't we did we never got an answer for why she needed twenty dollars. Like, did she just need a little pocket cash, and was like, "Oh, there's an ATM. How convenient." <sighs> That's a little bit how I feel it was. Okay, because like, yeah, and she walked to where the film. She walked from Professor Wilder's office to where Dawson was filming. Uh huh. But then she walked away from Professor Wilder's office into town. Right. To get $20. Right. To then turn around and walk to Professor Wilder's office or his house because he lives his on campus. House. Does he? Li- I don't think he lives on campus. Do you think he lives on campus? I don't know. Okay. It's a lot to really wrap our head around what the fuck happened. It seems like she didn't need the money right away. Like, she, it, it seems to me like she was just getting some pocket cash. She was like, oh, I don't have any cash. I'm just going to, like, oh, and here's an ATM. Right. Um, Like, I don't know that she needed it. Unless, she, well, yeah, I don't know that she needed it. Anyway, so he says that she made this all like a novel. <laughs> The promise made by, but not kept, doomed love. It's all very Henry James and Edith Wharton. And he says, uh, <laughs> and I was like, it's like nothing like an elitist to drop like Henry James and Edith, and Edith Wharton. Wharton. Also, like, I do really wish uh, at the end of season six, all of our main characters had a reckoning with how shit every educator they've like encountered has been. 
Because like, because I hate to break this to everyone, but we're not done with terrible educators. I know. There's more to come. It's so fucked up. <laughs> I mean, this guy has one more episode at some point, too. So he says she's like a girl in the 19th century novel who refuses to marry for money, no matter how much it would raise her station in life. And not the, to nitpick, not to nitpick, mm-hmm. but how the fuck is that the same with <laughs> what's going on here? I don't know. I don't fucking know. And again, like, I would be fine if it was like she refuses to date the guy she's supposed to be with Dawson for money because she doesn't want to do that. But no, that's definitely not what they want you to think. No, Like, it's the dumbest shit. And like, I think we're just supposed to be like, oh, he's so smart. He dropped the name Edith Wharton. Right. I mean, my question was, is this mediocre white man implying that by dating him, Joey could raise her station in life? Because that's the logical conclusion to the line he says. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because we don't know anything about this guy other than he's a total piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen him be nothing but a piece of shit. Yeah. So, like, we don't really care. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, I think, like... And Ken Marino is great at playing yeah, a piece of shit. Totally. Like usually in a funny way, but yeah. but he's, he's he seems to excel at this as well. Like I can't help but think he's just like always been the guy that's like, "Oh well, yeah, everyone just wants to fuck me," you know? Mm-hmm. And for something, mm-hmm. to get something, mm-hmm. you know? And like that's like the narrative he's had in his head, not like there's an imbalance of power and he's the creep. Like he mm-hmm. thinks that the girls are the creep, you know? Totally. Um, and so he thinks that she was like fucking with his head. Yeah, because she says that he's the girl, she's the girl who would say yes, sleep on it, and break the guy's heart the next morning, which only increases appeal because principles are very sexy. And then my note was just, God, this is gross. And then Joey's like, can I talk? Can I say something? Yeah, I know. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. And he says, only if you promise not to explain anything, which like somebody punched this man in the face. That's all he deserves. She's like, "Um, I'm not going to promise you that. And then he's like, oh, we're at an impasse. And my, I just was like, Josephine Potter, you have dodged a bullet with this man. I know. Leave this office and never look back. And he's not even compelling. No. I I mean, that's what I was being a total nightmare. The get go is that like. I've never been impressed by his intellect. Like, you know, like, what? You've read Edith Wharton and Henry James. Like, Like, I read that in high school, and this is supposed to be an elite Ivy League school, so everyone else read that in high school, you know? Like, come on. It's, like, unimpressive. Like, and, like, you know, the connections he's making are so just boring. Um, you know, and I see how Joey could like fall for it. Sure. You know, because like she wants to be seen as smart being cool. Like mm-hmm. that is part of her like downfall, you know. Mm-hmm. She wants other people to think that that's cool about her, but they do. <laughs> you know. Totally. But like um so that's why she's easily swindled by um when people like that she respects think that because she hasn't really like established boundaries on what that really means to her. Um, And like, I don't know, like, like I think that this guy probably felt safe to her because nothing could really happen. That's an interesting theory. I I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that that you're probably right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that like, she kind of got to flirt with danger. Yeah. With this. Because then he gets English Liddy, and you know I'm going to have opinions. So he's like, we haven't covered endings yet. 
And then he asks her what the best ending in all of literature is and then says, but don't say Ulysses because everyone says Ulysses. And if you don't know, the ending of Ulysses is Molly Bloom saying, yes, I said, yes, I will. Yes. <sighs> and it's like a thing. Uh-huh. I That is a legit thing that people have like tattooed on their body and like think mm. is amazing. And she's like, I have no time for this. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And he's like, look, you saved my life and possibly he my says, career. You, know, you saved my he's life. He's like, we both know what happened. And she's like, what happened? Because I know I got mugged. <laughs> and he's like, you saved my life. He does. He says that. Oh, my God. And possibly my career. Oh, my God. Not that my career was that great either, you know? Uh, Yep. And then I say, get this man off my screen. And he's like, I don't need to know what happened. I just need um, to say thank you. And my thing is, like, in light of what what we know happened to Joey, this is absolutely fucked. Uh Uh-huh. But what is also fucked is that Joey isn't dealing with this super traumatic event and is only focused on this idiot man. And she's not even dealing with this idiot man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, not only did she have like this horrific violence against her at the hands of a man mm-hmm. last episode, she's having again, like really horrific violence against her right now. Emotional violence. Yeah. Yes. You know, and it's, it's hideous. Like this scene hideous. is this scene is so hideous. bad, yeah, you know, I agree with you. and her face is like stunned. She, she's, she's stunned, stunned, you know, like, I mean, and, and like, you don't know if she's like stunned, like what she's stunned about, because again, we never know what she feels because <laughs> <laughs> we never hear it. Yeah. Um. So like it's you're like, OK, but like she's stunned. And, and so you can't tell if she's like, what do you mean? He doesn't want to be with me. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm Joey Potter or like or if she's like we don't even get the vibe. She's shocked that he's being so mean to her. Right. She just seems like fine with this. What's yeah. happening right now. Yeah. And then a woman walks in and is like, oh, David, are you done? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And, and it's then, just like, what was the point of this storyline? Just to torture Joey? Yeah. Joey expressed some kind of sexual desire, kind of, and so must be tortured. <laughs> that wasn't towards Dawson or, or Pacey? Or Pacey. I mean, she got tortured Shoot, for when Pacey. She, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it wasn't <laughs> like, towards Dawson. Yeah, let's she not just gets, like, tortured, you know? It, it's so fucked up. And, like... I mean, she gets tortured when she expresses it towards Dawson, too. Yeah, like, at the true. beginning of season three, when they yeah. just, like... Oh, my God, I know. That's <laughs> such a painful scene. Yeah, totally. Anyway, then we go to see Pacey throwing rocks at someone's window. Pep- like, pebbles, yeah. Yeah, and, like, I mean, like, again, we're supposed to think this cute, but it's not. No. Because she said no. Well, we don't know whose window it right. is. And then but when is it cute? It's never cute. Exactly. <laughs> never cute. Always um, scary. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Jack comes up. Yeah, because we don't know what's going on. We just see him yeah, throwing like, rocks. Why is he but, throwing rocks at you know, window? we imagine it's towards Audrey. Audrey, but like we think maybe it's the dorms. But we f- Jack walks up and we're like, wait. Why is he on Wardlington? And he's like, why are you throwing rocks at my window? <laughs> and we're like, oh, he's at Graham's house. Yeah, well, okay. 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 And Pacey's like, isn't that Jen's window? And Jack's like, no, no. that's my window. <laughs> and Pacey's like, all right, all right, all right. But like, I just need you to go get Audrey. Tell her to come down here. Like, just send her down. Yeah. I like, I'm ready to argue. And, and I just think we need a backup. Mm. So Jack now lives there again? Hmm. <laughs> Seemingly so. Seemingly so, Aaron. There's Did, a, we didn't get any. 
you see, you see what happened is that we spent an entire episode with Joey mm-hmm. doing shit that affects none of none the rest. Of nothing. Yeah. Affects nothing. Nor her. <laughs> no one around her nor her. The most affected person by it seems to be Dawson. I know. Um, and then uh, we totally abandoned the the fact that we left Jack and Jen chatting on a park bench. Yeah. Just glossed over that. And this is the thing that I've been cl- complaining about and I'm going to complain more is that we had to have 12, 13 episodes of Frat Jack. For no reason. For no reason. It could have been a tight six, maybe eight. Mm. And then we could have had like the Jen trying to be friends with him again mm-hmm, mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. storyline, her confiding in him about the relationship with Dawson, you know, um, we didn't have to like know who the fuck blossom and Chad and Chad two, Chad three, Chad four, Chad five, Chad Chad seven, Chad eight, Chad nine. A lot of them. So many of them. (laughs) So fucking many. (laughs) Yeah. We named a few of them different things. I don't know. Who knows? There were were so many of them, but we still, they all had like tiny storylines. Yeah. Why? God knows why. What the fuck? So yeah, I guess Jack is living there again. Because mm, that's his room that Pacey's throwing rocks at. He's coming out of the house. So Pacey's like, so Pacey asks Jack to send Audrey down, and then Jack's like, bro, he's she's like, not here. Yeah. <laughs> they left. Like, why are you throwing rocks at Jen's window for Audrey? And and we find out they're going to the show together. Yeah, yeah. And Jack's... Oh, Jack, he says... Pacey says, I know they're there pimping away right now. And Jack's like, I think you mean primping, yeah. which made me chuckle. Because <laughs> Pacey goes full Goonies and is like, that's what I said, booby traps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, like, it's, again, like Joshua Jackson, Michelle Williams, even um, Busy Phillips to a certain extent, yeah. they can like turn absolute trash into like charming banter because like, even what's happening in this scene is like pretty bad yeah. and like him saying like pimping like he knows that i know i you know? know but like he's so cute and but like you but i used my good. goonies line it was no no totally you, Aaron. but it's like one of those things where you're like they're trying to like then make everything pacey does about sex right, right, right. you know pimping. even like pimping, pimping ain't easy, yeah. yeah and pacey's like worked up and he's like let me tell you about girls they like to be called Jack, okay? Yeah. And, like, has this, like, whole, like, even when they say they don't want to be called, they want to be called, especially yeah. when sex is involved. And Jack, who is the actual friend to live here, is like, you slept with Audrey and, and didn't, you didn't call, call her? her? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, thank God, you <laughs> know? know? And, like, again, I kind of, like, you know, we always compare Dawson being a really shitty friend to women. Like, these two guys are calling each other out yeah. on their behavior, yep. you yep. know? Or, yep. like... And and even Pacey himself realizes he did something wrong, yeah. you know. And Jack's like, "You're being fucked up," and you he's know? like, "Yeah." And like, I'm we don't to make amends. Really yeah. see that insight from Dawson, you know. Um, and then when people call out Dawson, he's like, "I didn't do that." <laughs> yeah. How could you think that about me? Like, oh, you want a clean slate? Hi, I'm Dawson. <laughs> it's like you know, right? Okay. Also, Pacey says the line, now that Joey has been mugged, Audrey has gotten it in her head that it's the, it's like our fault, Pacey mm-hmm. and Audrey's. And here's the thing. This is just absolutely not how Pacey Witter would react. I know. It's not how anyone in this group would react yeah. to Joey being mugged, but particularly not Pacey. I totally agree. Yeah. 
Like the whole time I was like, what the fuck, you know? Well, and like I could see him like coming over and having that scene with Audrey in the dorms, but looking for Joey to like check in on her or something like that. And then being like, well, actually, since she's not here, like let's have a conversation. Turning into like, you know, whatever. But like, yeah, like the fact that we're supposed to go with like he's singularly focused on fucking Audrey again. Right. Like, of course he's focused on that, but singularly focused is like, it doesn't make it does any not sense. Track. Yeah. It doesn't. And also Audrey not even caring about Joey. Well, she cares in this like weird way where she's like, it's our fault. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to have sex with you anymore. But like, I'm not going to like acknowledge any of Joey's like emotions. Or yeah. I'm not like going to check. It's in all on about her. me. Yeah. And what, like, I'm yeah, feeling. exactly. Which like, you know, we're all selfish when you're young, but we don't really get that vibe from Audrey, right. you know? And like Jack, Jack agrees that like Joey getting mugged has nothing to do with Pacey and Audrey having sex. Yeah. And Pacey's like, okay, well, so can you like go get her? Uh-huh. And she, and he's like, no, like they're gone. They already left. They left. <laughs> and Pacey's like, shit. Well, what are you do? Where are you going? Yeah, where Jack? are you headed? <laughs> and he's like, um, I know this bar that's not card that doesn't card. And Pacey's like, sold. I'm in. <laughs> and Jack's, Jack's like, like uh, um, I gotta tell you, there's some. The thing about that bar is, and Pacey's like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> And we're like, dun, 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 you know? Yeah. yeah. No, it's cute. I mean, like, they're cute. Yeah. Like, Pacey and Jen are friends to all of our characters. So, whenever they pair them with anyone, Anyone. you're like, amazing. Because we haven't even seen Jen and Audrey hang out one on one, have we? And we're going to see it in this episode. And it's totally believable and cute. Yeah. And um, so, and this is when it happens, right? Yeah. My note at the concert, my dream couple, my dream friends, Audrey and Jen, are hanging out, walking arm in arm. And God bless this show for giving us this in fiction and in real life i know yeah no and you're excited that jen has like a girlfriend a girl being nice to her you know totally like because uh, they're like wandering around backstage yeah. lost but they're like kind of having fun with it you yeah know? and they're definitely confiding in, in each other in they're a like way in girl which talk. like we haven't seen jen be able to do with another girl or joey you know totally. like you know we, we complain all the time but just to reiterate there are no girl friendships on this show a show that is geared towards women. Mm-hmm. And they're wandering around backstage and like Audrey starts negotiating with Jen, like who they're going like, to. Yeah. She's like, okay, I want the cute one. <laughs> and Jen's like, this band was awful. Yeah. <laughs> you take whoever you want, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, she's like, this band was awful. Literally what I need to do is inter- is interview this band. I have to take them to the studio and interview I them, know, which is wild. so wild. And then she's like, and then I'm going to go home to my boyfriend. Dawson, yeah. The end. And Jen's like, calls Audrey out. Like, you're just overreacting for sleeping with Pacey. Like, you're overcompensating by wanting to, like, do this, you know? And Audrey then reminds her at the mention of, like, Jen going home to Dawson. Audrey's like, well, you know, he's he's at a movie with Joey, you know? And, like, like, you... from a writer's standpoint, you wish this had opened the door for Jen to talk about it. Totally. Because Jen says, it doesn't bother me. I know. But in a way that you're like, it absolutely does bother her. Yeah. And that's my thing. The thing is like, of course. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, it doesn't bother her that Dawson and, and Joey are friends necessarily. It's just that like, that Joey still trumps Jen, and in and she then you have this complicated guilt because it's like, well, of course she just got mugged, but at the same time, like I don't want Joey to always trump me, you know. Right. I have baggage about that, so like right. then you that's like a really complicated feeling to have, right? Totally. And so you kind of wish 
that we could have seen these two girls like have the, talk about what's happening, talk about how Audrey feels about sleeping with Pacey and Jen feels about, you know, being second fiddle to Joey all the time. And yeah. like maybe her insecurities about Dawson instead, you know what we're going to do? We're going to meet two other dudes that we don't even know their fucking name of. And we have to like care about. <laughs> yeah. Have we even had a storyline involving another girl on campus? You know, no. it's like, come on. Well, Nora. Nora. We've only had Nora and Karen so far yeah. of our other like extra characters. Yeah. And we're what, fi- 16 episodes in? Right. Come on. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because this dude who looks like he hasn't showered in a week is like, hey. Yeah, we- and like, hey, who ordered two beautiful blondes? Oh my and God. These are the band guys. <laughs> And they're like, what What'd you think of the show, guys? Oh, like, my God. They have the worst hair. The, all I, mean, I could see was the hair. And I, then Audrey says, I want the guy with the beard. And I was like, I didn't even notice a beard. <laughs> I only saw the hair. I only saw bad hair. Yeah. And I'm, we're talking about Dawson's Creek here. Bad hair is like, <laughs> yeah, the bar is pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For bad hair. Yeah. And like, wow. Wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jen um, is speechless. But Audrey we don't... and Jen are horrible liars because they're like, great sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they go to get their coats and that's when Audrey's like, change my mind, want the guy with the beard. <laughs> and like, they just laugh. And I like, I do love these two friends. Totally. But also I don't care at all about these bands. Well, that's the thing is like, they could have just had a storyline where they're backstage trying to find these two guys yeah. and then they're hanging out talking yeah. about the events. It's a waiting for Godot. Yeah, it's like, couldn't yeah. we just have them talking about recent events, you know? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, because we don't, we're not going to get that. We're not going to really get a deep dive into how Jen feels or about how Audrey feels, right. you know? Because, like, certainly Audrey feels complicated. You a know? little, we're going to get a little more about how Audrey feels than about how Jen feels. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the art school, to Dawson's school, and Joey and Dawson chat about how Dawson is, like, liking art school. Yeah. And she, like, ribs him a little bit about being a pretentious film student. And he's like, oh, Godard is not pretentious. <laughs> he's so funny. And Joey's just, like, not having it, which I, I know. kind of love. Like, I do kind of love this, like, dynamic. Well, you would love it if it, like, if they could communicate. Like, if Dawson was receiving what she's saying. Totally. Because, like, he he says to her, like, I thought you cared about this stuff. And she's like, I only cared before to impress you. Right. Like, he mentioned some cinematographer, like, that, like, I guess if you know Godard, you know. I, Uh I didn't know him. Okay. And I don't care. Yeah. But, like, he's like, you used to know all these things. And she's like... No, I did not. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, she's kind of admitting to him, like... Yeah, to be in your life and in your orbit, you have to care about things we don't want to care about. And Mm. we have to see films when we don't want to. Mm. And, like, Dawson doesn't receive it like that. Nope. He says she's more of a girl than he'd ever imagined. Which is so fucked up. (laughs) No, it was eye roll. It's so fucked up. Because this is a very common narrative that, you know, men have where they're like, oh, you're being a girl. And you're like, okay, so you're not going to acknowledge that, like, you are such a self-centered asshole that if I want to do anything that doesn't appeal or appease you, then I'm being a girl. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm i side-eyeing that whole fucking business. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
Um, but somehow Dawson's the good guy. I mean, again, it's like, what? Yeah, no, totally. And like, this is the thing, right? Is he's not being as asshole-ish as Dawson can be right here. Mm-hmm. But even in not being asshole-ish, you're like, you're still being kind of a dick. Yeah, I mean, this is like literally the definition of like a microaggression. Right. It's like, come on. Totally. You so, know? And so they see Wilder from across the room and he's with like this woman from earlier. And like, you know. Because the thing is, you know, to back up the Sorry. response to what Joey said of like, I was doing that to impress you should be like, Oh, thank you for believing in me. Or like, thank you for putting, you know, your desires aside to support me. Yeah. You know, instead he like makes a dig at her. Right. And like, this is a common narrative that people in, sure. in the oppressor class have of like, oh, you're being white trash. You're being this, you're being yeah, that. Yeah. And you're like, well, why don't you say thank you for upholding your desires? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. come on. Totally. So we see Dawson's like, hey, isn't that your professor? professor? You know, the guy with the brown hair. And Joey looks over and we see that he, Professor Wilde's there and he's like, presumably on a date with that woman that was in the that, like, okay yeah that came I, I was like is it earlier? the same girl but I yeah i wasn't is. sure um and yeah. um dawson's like do you want to go say hi to him and she's like no and she's like mm, no and she's like mad oh yeah you know and like again this is when it becomes hard yeah because like joey doesn't have any fucking friends right so like you <laughs> Like she's only talked to she's Audrey talked about to Audrey this. about this. So couldn't we have gotten another scene with Audrey? You know, would like, have been great. Where like she was like, I kissed him, and then like I got mugged, and like, but I I'm, don't know what I'm I doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I yeah. didn't call him. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I need to go talk. To, I'm gonna go talk to him right now. Like just kind of like a where? Do, what does Joey want from Professor Wilder? I mean, we saw this really horrific scene, and like to be honest, like you know when he, she's in his office and he's like, I don't want to know what happened. It feels out of character character for Joey not to be like, well, I'm going to tell you what happened. I got mugged because she does do that kind of stuff. Totally. And so like when she like kind of just lets him be a fucking dick, that felt out of character for her, you know? Um, And so like because the show insists on only pairing Joey with some random ass man or Dawson, we never get real insight on her feelings. No, I agree. I agree. And I think that's like, that is the show's fault. Yes. Not the character of Joey's fault. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we then we go to the bar where Pacey and Jack are having this conversation about whether Pacey should chase Audrey or not. Mm-hmm. And Pacey's like, I mean, I'm not above injuring my pride for the opportunity for great sex. And women do like to be chased. And I was like, stop. They do not. I know. And Jack says. And it's kind of sad that they're like framing this right now of like the sex is good, not the connection. Agreed. Agreed. But but Jack says, yeah, up until the point they file a restraining order. And my note was like, I see you, Gina. I think you got as much as possible as you could yeah. in there. Like, I see you, girl. Uh-huh. I like good on these two men for acknowledging that at least. I mean, like in 2002, I don't know that we were asking mm-hmm. for much more. Um, I'm, at this point, I would ask for a, a hell of a lot more. Yeah. But Paisley's like, you know, he looks at Jack and he's like, eh, are you... You maybe you shouldn't be drinking right now. Yeah. Like, are we sure? <laughs> and Jack's like, he's like, I don't want you to get in another fight. And Jack's like, well, with your frat brothers. Yeah, she, your Jack, recent track record. Right, like, right, you right. know, because 
Jack almost got Pacey fired. Yeah. And Jack's like, well, this isn't their kind of place. And Pacey starts looking around. And he's, he's like, like, actually, I really I like love this. this place. He's like, it's great. They got cheap beers. Good, good appetizers. Bars. Yeah, like late night appetizers. He's like, the only thing missing is. And he like starts looking around. He's like, there's not a lot of women here. <laughs> And uh, Jack just smiles at him like, I fucking tried to tell you, bro. And he's like, is this a... Yes. And and Jack finishes the sentence and he's like, it's a gay bar. Yeah. Well, Pacey says it doesn't seem that. And he like trails off. And then Jack says, gay. Yeah. I know. That's why I like it. And I was like, whoo, whoo, whoo. Let's get into Jack's internalized homophobia. yeah because here it is on display like um you know i mean a jack who doesn't love a gay bar Mm. well he doesn't drop me in the stud Mm -hmm. immediately in san francisco i will have a great night i know but i think he doesn't i mean i've been to some gay bars that make me very uncomfortable the eagle Dicks everywhere. Dicks out everywhere. <laughs> okay, the nights I've been to the Eagle, that's not been the case, but they're different nights. <laughs> but I'm hearing you. Yeah. I'm hearing you. I mean, I don't like it's a complicated thing because like there is an element of his internalized homophobia, but also it is part of Jack's identity to be like, I don't, you know, want to be at a club where like I'm just in a jockstrap or something like that. Or like everyone around me is in it. Sure. So like the place that I feel comfortable as I'm like, you know, part of my journey, you know, accepting myself, young adult, you know, going out and finding people. And on top of that, we all know there's some sketchy shit that goes down when you're a young, hot gay man at like gay bars in West Hollywood, you know, that maybe you might want to avoid. So like, it is this complicated story that they're telling with Jack and they don't always like don't delve into it. But like it is interesting where he's like, yeah, like I'm finding my place. Yeah. And that I I, I just wish it had been told in that way mm-hmm. of like I'm finding my place. Not right. like I'm at this bar that's not super gay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. You're surrounded by gay men. That seems pretty fucking gay to me. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. You know um and Pacey and Jack's like are you like you're not weirded out are you and Pacey's like no 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 like I'm good I'm good (laughs) and like even though he's maybe a little bit weirded out Mm -hmm. he kind of like plays it off and like he's like I've been to a gay bar before like we're great we're solid we're gold and I'm like (laughs) he's never been to a gay bar he's absolutely the first gay bar he's been to (laughs) but also like I do appreciate and I will appreciate that he's like no 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 I'm fine like I'm okay even if he's like kind of not totally okay like this is a point where like that lie is fine yeah yeah, yeah, where it's like he's gonna get there Right. He just like is taking a second to be like, oh shit, I did that's I didn't know where I was. Yeah, like you get the vibe that it's not so much that he's at a gay bar, he just thought he was having a different night. Totally. You know what I mean? That's and a good so way then of putting it. it's like, oh, okay. Like I thought I was gonna like <laughs> hit on a girl and like buy her a drink and be like a pacey, you know, put yeah. the charm on, but that's not gonna be happening. That's not what's gonna happen. I'm here. gonna be hitting on you and buying you a drink, right. you know, or whatever. I'm gonna buy you drinks and be the wingman. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um yeah, so we go over to Jen and Audrey, and yeah. they're now at the station with yeah. these two musicians. And one of them's like rifling through like the records of the station, CDs. and he finds like the Donovan. Um, uh-huh. And Jen's saying like, mellow yellow. <laughs> Jen, Jen's like, 
no thank you. <laughs> like, I just want to say that my mother has taken me to see Donovan mm-hmm. before okay. at Kuumbwa Jazz Center. Uh-huh. Great, great time. If you have a chance to see Donovan live, I recommend <laughs> And like, you can see that Jen is kind of like, oh, this guy like knows a lot of music, which yeah. she knows a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. I think yeah, Donovan's a pretty deep cut. I think we're supposed to think like, this is a conversation she couldn't have with Dawson. Yeah. You know? I mean, we know from previous, when he was dating Gretchen, he, like, is pretty musically exactly. uninspired. Yeah. Yeah. And the dudes, and she's like, no, I'm not playing that on my show. Like, hard pass. Like, no way. And then the dude's like, so, do you have a boyfriend? And Jen's like, that's none of your business. Yeah. And it's hard. Like, what are we supposed to think about that? I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that thinks that Jen's just like, let's like interview that. Like, let's get this interview over with. You were a terrible band. Yeah. Like, don't ask me personal questions. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And then there's a part of me that's like, I don't know that that's what the show is aiming for. Like, they're aiming for Jen be kind of being like. Yeah, I think they're trying to moralize Jen and be like, oh, she doesn't want to say she's dating Dawson because she's a slut. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's it's like in that vein. Yeah. Yeah. And the song ends and Jen doesn't realize it. And the guy's like, oh, like the song's the song's over. Yeah. And then we go to Audrey, who's yeah. with the beardy, beardy guy. Yeah. Um, and they're just like kind of like shooting the shit about the tour. Like, yeah. They're asking talking questions. about what it's like to be on tour. And like he's telling her stories like from the road and like yeah. different places that they like. And and, and then he finally reveals. And she's like, oh, a- we're going to do what when the tour is over. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go to my. Um, home to my girlfriend. She lives in Charlottesville. She's getting her PhD in anthropology. And he has like a photo. He pulls in his out wallet. a literal photo, it's and so I was like, cute. "God, remember? <laughs> like so cute when you couldn't just pull out a phone and have a million photos." Yeah, it's really cute. And she like Audrey seems disappointed. Uh-huh. And then they have like a really interesting. I thought an interesting conversation about how unrock and roll monogamy is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I mean, there are like temptations on the road, sure, sure, but like I love my girlfriend and that's that. Yeah. And Audrey's like, I guess I think of relationships as more complicated than that, than mm-hmm. just like I love my girlfriend, that's all. And this guy drops the fucking wisdom of the episode. I know. He's like, yeah, bad relationships are more complicated than that. And I was like, boom, take notes, everyone. Joey and Dawson. Everyone. Hello. I mean, so many people yeah. on this show. Yeah, bad relationships are extremely complicated. Totally. Yeah. So then it's we- funny that it, I just think it was so funny that it says this. Yeah. When we're still in season five, when they're like Joey and Dawson, Joey and, and you're like the Joey ha- Dawson show. Yeah, and you're like, so they're you're telling us, you know, complicated that- relationships are bad, and they have the most like bullshit complicated relationship totally with no passion no romance no nothing totally and we still have to care about it yeah it would be one thing if it felt like they couldn't keep their fucking hands off each other totally agree but it does not feel that I way i know i totally agree with you 100 percent. okay so we go back to the gay bar yeah jack comes back from the bathroom and pacey is in this just like animated yeah conversation with some guy yeah and jack's like pace Gotta, gotta talk to you. Yeah, they're like talking about food. Food. Yeah. Um, we learned that this guy is a food critic for a magazine because mm-hmm. he's like, oh my God, this guy's a food critic. And Jack's yeah. like, how long have you been talking to that man? Yeah. <laughs> and Pacey's like, oh, just like a, like a little bit. A yeah. That's a few minutes. But he's like going to give a write up to civilization. And like, Jack's like, what does he want in return? Sir? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And Pacey shrugs like, what could you possibly what mean, do you mean by that? 
And Jack just looks at him like, come on, man. Hello. Make some connections. I think, I think you should think about what he might want. Yeah. And Pacey's like, does that man think I'm gay? (laughs) And he's like, look at me. Like I'm a schlub. I would be a, Like, I would just, like, be an insult to gay people if I was gay, which, like, love a a self-deprecating king. Uh And he's like, I'm so clearly not. And Jack's like, but that guy thinks you are. Yeah, but you're at a gay bar. Like, And you're chatting up a dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) you know. He's like, wow. For the first time in my life, I finally understand what it's like to be a woman. Hey, Pacey. Well, I, he says a hot woman. And, well, he says that later. Oh, okay. He says that right after. And yeah, he's like, I finally understand what it's like to be a woman. And like, you're like, oh my God. Yes. yes hello, like, Pacey. I love when we get these moments of empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Totally. Um, like, and like, that was kind of one of the problems with Dawson when his dad dies is that he didn't empathize with Joey's experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and Dawson definitely lacks an empathy, like on the whole, um, and and then he's like a hot woman, you know. And, and Jack's, Jack's like, "Ooh, oof, you're not that hot. Not that hot." <laughs> I love when Jack gets bitchy. It's I was like, so "Cold, Jacker's cold." It's so funny. <laughs> um, and Jack's like, "We need to go over there and tell him, like, like you're, you're not, not gay." gay. Yeah. And Pacey's, "No, we need to keep the bit. Like, come on, he's gonna write a piece about the restaurant." Yeah, yeah. And Jack's like, "Nah, dude, we gotta fucking tell him." And like, he's like, "I mean, what are you gonna do when he like asks for your number?" Yeah, like, and Pacey's on. like. I'm gonna give him yours. Yeah, <laughs> I just like love these like fucking two like slapstick comedians. I do, I do kind of love when this show like ventures into this like yeah, like well Jack's the funny one yeah, and so is Pacey yeah, but Jack's like more of like outright he does like yeah. outright comedy a yeah, lot. Yeah, so yeah, when they totally. put them two together, it's always uh, so gold. good, so gold. good. You want to see it more for sure. Um, so we go back over the radio station and Jen's like interviewing the boys on air and she's like, not into she's like, not, you can she's tell not, she's she like, what's it like care. to open for other bands and the audience is not there for you, you know? Yeah. And I guess like this non-girlfriend guy that was been flirting with Jen, like we're supposed to like, he's supposed to like, th- like th- be flirting with her, I guess. Yeah. So he-, he basically is giving the same speech Chris Wolf gave, gave in um, the All Nighter, mm, mm, where mm. he stares Jen in the eyes and he's like, "Yeah, sometimes people prejudge you." <laughs> this is literally what Chris Wolf said, right? Because he's because the guy is like, "It's so much. The victory is so much sweeter when everyone's there to see the other band, mm-hmm. and then you win them over." As if that's like what's happening right here, I guess. I think so. I think we're supposed to think that, you know. And it's yeah. Like, again, I'm like, we've seen this story before. Well, I could honestly care less about either of these boring yeah. ass men. But like what that's I That's why I wish that it was just Audrey and Jen talking about their feelings. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I, what I do think is interesting about this, about what we've gotten here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What we've received is how off it throws Jen mm-hmm. like this guy I mean it doesn't feel like flirting totally like except that I know this show and I'm like oh is this flirting mm-hmm. is that what you're doing right yeah. now um she's so uncomfortable but like in this way that I think is kind of productive of mm-hmm. like because she's Jen she's like why is this making me so uncomfortable yeah you know yeah, what I mean yeah, totally so that's the only thing I find interesting um so then we're going to go to another scene we've already seen before. A screening. Where we're at a screening. And there's what is a Joey te- wearing? A teacher with a date. What is... We have seen that before. What is Joey wearing? I didn't even notice because oh, I was literally Aaron, it's like... it's all I could see. I was like, we've... 
this hap- this exact scene happens in the pilot. In the pilot. Joey's wearing a blouse that looks like a poochie design, but ugly. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, what's that, girl? I why, don't know. Why, why'd you make that choice? And, like, you know, like, I'm not really judging, but she's got, like, a face full of makeup. I mean, yeah. Like. I'm with you. They're really amping up the, like, makeup on Joey, you know, for a show that, like, sold us on her not being pretty the first like, season. T- <laughs> Get out of here. Like, which was her tomboyness. Yeah. She's such a tomboy. But yeah, like, and then no. she put on some lip, lipstick. What is it? A lipstick? Yeah. It's just hair gel. Just yeah. cosmetic enhancement. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, and you know. she can't stop looking at over at Wild. Yeah. She's again, like it's staring at literally, him. Literally, we've seen this in the pilot. 100%. 100%. Casey's staring at Ms. Jacobs. Like, so, like, these weird callback is like, so you're just reinforcing, like, like this one is a, a, a legal. It is legal. It's this legal. One. Still fucked up. A hundred percent. And they acknowledge that this one could ruin his career. Right. We've they heard that. didn't really do that about Miss Jacobs, you know, but like. At some point, like when the they had end, gotten caught. she yeah. leaves, but like it was never mentioned yeah, yeah, really yeah. before that. But anyway, she's like staring him down. Right. Professor and Dawson's Wilder. like. You sure you don't want to say hi? Yeah, like, like, you seem real into what this guy's doing. Yeah. And she's like, I think that would be awkward, you yeah, know? He's like, like, clearly on a he's date. Clearly on a date. Like, who else would, why else would you come to this? And and he's like, well, you know, maybe if you're like best friends with a film nerd. And she's like, oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're friends. And then they look over again and they're like full on making, making out. out. <laughs> When's the last time you made out with someone like that at a, a fucking full movie theater? I don't know. Never. I don't know if oh ever. My God. Like when you're like young. I mean, for maybe sure. at 16, but like as an in adult, a full movie theater. It's so I, weird. I don't know. And it's, they're like full on making out. Yeah. And, and, Dawson's and, like, "Do you have a crush on your English professor?" Yeah. And so Joey's like shook, and Dawson kind of makes fun of her. And it's, like Joey gives the most unconvincing no that has ever been said. Yeah, like, no, no, I couldn't. And like you know, it's one of those things where like it reminds you how their friendship is so dumb. Yeah, it's dumb because like Joey can't confide in him, you know, and this is her best friend. Right, she was assaulted at gunpoint. How long ago? Like a few <laughs> like days? A few days ago while planning on returning to this guy's house who then like didn't want to hear what happened and blamed her for not returning. Right. We're talking about like an extremely fucked up situation. Yeah. That is not being given weight. Yeah. And, and I think maybe that's my biggest problem with this show as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I say that as someone who literally talks about this show two hours a week and is deeply, deeply loves it. I mm-hmm. would not be doing this podcast if I didn't deeply love this show. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, (laughs) like, these are the moments I hate when it's, like, all this shit's going on and you're not even going to address it. Well, maintaining to the bone, to death, that Joey and Dawson are best friends. They have this relationship. You should covet. Everyone should live to have. Every Joey should have a Dawson. Every Dawson should have a Joey. Their friendship is like unparalleled <laughs> to any friendship that exists in the history of all time. Uh huh. But you can't tell your best friend at this level, this unimaginable yeah. soulmate level, level. Yeah. This horrific 
you know, level of like multitude of events have happened against you. (laughs) Compounding events. In the past 48 hours. Uh Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Okay. Even if it's in the past week, it's still (laughs) fucked. It's like what just happened with Professor Wilder was like fucked six hours ago. Totally. You know? And fucked. Yeah, and fucked up. Yeah. Because Dawson's like, oh, well, professors have lives. Like sometimes they kiss people. And Joey's like, yeah, lots of people. Oh, my God. And I was like, oof, hate that. Yeah. Truly. And like Dawson's super, like the movie starts and Dawson's like kind of amused. Like you can see it on his face Mm -hmm. that he is just amused at this point. I mean... It's so the weird. fact that he doesn't pick up on what insane vibes are happening. Like, I mean, I think he is, but it's a weird way right. to take care of your friend. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's in this screening under the guise of taking care of his friend who yeah. was assaulted at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing is making fun of her feelings. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Like, and it's like, yeah, do I? Would I be like, really? You're obsessed with your professor? But I'd be like, are you okay? Like, what's going? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, instead of maybe him we being shouldn't like, watch this. Like, let's go get some coffee and talk. You about have this. a crush on your professor, <laughs> you loser. Like, yeah. you know, like uh-huh. where? Like, it's just like, where's your fucking empathy? She was held up at gunpoint, and you're like, you yeah. know, like okay, she gets to be a mess. Ugh. I mean, even if she's not held up at gunpoint, she gets to be a mess. She totally but- does. But like this whole like, I'm taking care of her, and then this is how he takes care of her. It's just uh-huh. like, such an eye roll. Totally. So we go back to the radio station. Girlfriend guy. I named him girlfriend guy. Uh-huh. It's got music, bro. Okay. Girlfriend guy is yeah. asking Audrey to tell him about the guy she's Gaga over. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm not. Yeah. No, not no, Gaga. No. And then she starts telling him about Pacey. Like, he's my roommate's ex-boyfriend. And like. He doesn't think that's weird. He doesn't say anything about that. He He says it's not weird. Oh, yeah. No. Fine. 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 And then she's like, and then there's this other thing. Uh-huh. My roommate got mugged well, when I was having sex with her ex. She asks if he believed in God. Uh-huh. And he's like, are you going to, are you about to convert me to something? Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. But like my roommate got mugged the other night and she left me this message, which I didn't get until the next morning because I was having sex with her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she said she was okay and spending the night with a friend. I have a question for you, Aaron Hensley. Who the fuck did Joey spend the night with? Jen? Jack? Well, she was probably in the message saying she was going to spend the night with um, David? Professor Wilder. Yeah. But she ended up staying the night in the hospital and watching a man die. But I thought she left the message after she got mugged because Audrey says she could hear it in her voice, how upset she was. Oh, I guess I just took away that... Audrey thought that she was calling for help and Audrey oh. wasn't in a position to answer because she was fucking Pacey. Oh. But really, she was calling like when she was on the phone before it happened. Oh. That's what I took away, which is a lot of like. I took away after it happened. She called Audrey to say, I'm okay. I'm going to spend the night with a friend. And I was like, and what friend would that be? No, because they all know it happened. So she didn't lie about Joey didn't lie about getting mugged. No, no, no. I didn't think she did lie about getting mugged. I think she was saying like, I'm okay, but I'm going to spend the night at someone's house, but I didn't know whose. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And Audrey says she could tell by Joey's voice something was wrong. So she, so she made a deal with God Mm -hmm. that God would let Joey be okay. And Audrey would walk the path of moral righteousness. (laughs) And this guy who I, this guy is I like a little bit more than the other guy. The yeah, other guy, the other guy sucks. He's like, so you know, your moral righteous path is like trying to pick up guys in rock and roll bands. And Audrey's like, 
laughs. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I mean, God doesn't want me to be a nun, which I laughed at. And he's like, oh, so God just doesn't want you to be involved with this one guy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And she's like, it had to have been a sign because otherwise this whole thing with Pacey would be too easy. Yeah. And he's like, maybe that's your sign. Yeah. Which I do like. I mean, this, like, again, this guy is an outside party where you're just hearing one point of view. So you're like, I mean, I don't really see the problem here. You're like, I hear you, but you're overreacting that, like, you fucking this guy contributed to, like, your friend getting mugged over here. That definitely didn't happen. Yeah, one thing has nothing to do with the other. It definitely didn't happen. And if it is easy with this guy, then, like, you should pursue it. Right. But Jen could have said that just as easily. Exactly. So. Yeah. Because then we have to go to Jen and this other guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like... They're like having this conversation. I kind of didn't write it all I down because I was, was like, so I boring. so don't care. I, he's like, this is what I wrote. Jen is talking to the other bro about passion. It doesn't yeah. make sense why they're talking about this. He low-key says something is wrong with her and then asks again, asks if she has a boyfriend. Yeah. He says, <laughs> hang on. I did write some of that, okay. some more of that down because he says, like, you trust passion because passion has steered you right in life. And she's like, no, not exactly. Mm-hmm. Because Jen thinks that the fact that she's had sex and by had sex, we would think of it as Oh, is that what we're supposed to think of passion? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, 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 not in life, but in art. And Jen's like, art's supposed to make you feel. Yeah. We start talking about art out of the blue. Is Jen like an art person well she's a music person so that so that's a that's an art that is an art sure but like and the so the guy says life's the most supposed to make you feel not art well he doesn't say not art he just says life's supposed to make you feel which like okay 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 i'm i'm in i'm along for that part of the ride but then he goes on a limb and says art's supposed to make you feel good which I disagree with. Yeah, okay. And she pushes back on that. And he says, maybe if you need art to make you feel other things, there's something wrong with you. And I was like, and fuck this man. Get him off my goddamn screen. It's hard to care. We don't know what's going on. Again, being an enjoyer of music doesn't make you an artist. You know? Sure. So, like, I don't know what But someone who does enjoy about. art. I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I totally just like zoned out because no, I, I, I do I, not give a fuck about this guy and he again asks her if she has a boyfriend so we're like he, they're trying to be like this guy's so deep and like we don't give a fuck about him no and then he's, and he's like not deep. totally a creep to her yeah. like again they're totally punishing jen totally because he he's like i'm interested yeah and she's like, she's like, why? She, he starts leaning in to kiss her because she's like, do you have a boyfriend? And he's like, why? Do you, she's like, why do you want to know? And then he leans in like uncomfortably as she's like visibly recoiling away. She's from got him. her knees her up kn- and her arms and around, she's like him. moving like, away from him as he's leaning in body language. And yeah. she's like. She covers her eyes and she's like, I do have a boyfriend. And he's like, you're just saying that. Okay, so I have a question for you, Aaron. Uh-huh. Say she is making that up. Uh-huh. She's not, but say she is. Mm-hmm. Wh- why would her making it up change a man's actions? <laughs> I mean, it's like... 
She, I mean, but what she's saying right there yeah. is I'm not interested. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Even if she's like making up that she has a boyfriend, what she's not. But even if she is. I know. She's saying, I don't want I don't it. want I that. Don't want like, I'm telling you I have a boyfriend so that you like, don't do this thing that you're about to do. Yeah. And then he's like, you're lying. So they're just like perpetuating this idea that Jen is a person who is allowed to be victimized. Mm. Yeah. And like, oh, this guy was so nice and deep to her and said some fucking... He's essentially said the same shit that Professor Wilder said. Sure. They both could have just... We could have just interchanged those dialogues. Still would have been the same stupid ass shit. 100%. You know? But Jen, however, is going to be victimized Uh because of it, you know? Yeah. And he doesn't believe her. And she's like, no, I do. I do. And she like has to start telling him how great her boyfriend is. And he's like... She's like, I, and he's nice and I would never hurt him. Yeah. Which is, it's a weird framing, you know, because like, it's this idea of like, nice people don't get hurt. Like, mm. nice Joey, you know, or mm. whatever. And like, you know, like the reason why Jen has been hurt over and over because she's a bad girl. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy that. I mean, but. I don't think she would hurt Dawson because she's a good person. I don't think she would hurt Dawson because she loves Dawson, even if she's not in love with Dawson. And the thing is, like, she's not going to hurt Dawson because of who he is. She's not going to hurt Dawson because of who she is. Right. You know, and that's the way that it's, it's framed. It's like, he's nice. I wouldn't hurt him. It's like, right. I'm nice. I wouldn't hurt him. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go back to the bar where Pacey Witter is explaining to a food critic mm-hmm. what carbonara is. Yeah. It's, it's not a cream sauce. It's made with raw egg yolk. And are you fucking serious? <laughs> Carbon, like, seriously, carbonara is not a cream sauce? Like, get out of here. Everyone knows that. Shut the fuck up. Also, Anyways, if a food critic doesn't know what carbonara is, that person should not be a food it's, critic. It, and like the best food critic, too, at that. Like, at, you in know. Boston, right. Oh, my God. It's so weird. Totally, totally. But and so Casey's now like, ooh, you know what? Like, I need to tell you something. Well, because Jack's standing next to Paisley, clearly annoyed mm-hmm. that like he has not told this man that he's not gay. Yeah. And Jack, like, whispers, like, tell him. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the conversation, he's like, do it, do it right yeah. now. <laughs> and Beasy's like, I, I gotta tell you something. Like he's yeah. like, I'm not. Uh, and he trips over his words. And the food critic's like, I get it. You're not available. And Beasy's like, kind of uh-huh. stunned. And he's like, <laughs> yep, Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly that. And he's like, Yeah, I get it. You two are together. I get it. And then Paisley just, without missing a beat, puts his arm around Jack and goes, Uh huh. Yep. We sure are. <laughs> so funny. And the food critic's like, all right, cool. Like, it was nice to meet you. Like, and he gets up and he's like, you know, I don't normally do this, but if you ever break up and he just slides his card to Jack <laughs> and he's like, give me a call sometime. Oh my and like God. the look on Jack's face is the best. He's like tickled. The look on Pacey's face is really funny. He's like, that guy. He's like, I am insulted. <laughs> he's like so insulted. And he's like, the guy leaves and Jack's and Paisley's like, ah, can you believe that? And Jack's like, you're not gay. I know. It's so funny. And he, he's like, I mean, I know that and you know that, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> and like Paisley's just yelling and I find this hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love the two of them. Like, give me a whole show of Pacey being Jack's wingman at a gay bar. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. 
Yeah, totally. They're just, more, just more of them hanging out. Too. I'm just like, I mean, listen, I just want to give 2002 like a modicum of credit that like a straight man going with his gay friend to a gay bar in 2002 was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't feel like it should be, but it was. Mm-hmm. So, so we go back to the the screening and Joey sees Professor Wilder get up in the middle of the movie and she decides to get up and follow and him. follow him. Why? Because she's a glutton for punishment. I mean, obviously. So weird. That's the only reason. And the show wants to perpetually torture her. Mm. So he is up in the lobby and she like walks over to him and he like knows she was going to follow. It's Uh so fucking disgusting. I agree. And she like he hears her footsteps and he's like, hey. And she's like, how did you know it was me? He's like, I saw you when you came in. And then she's like, he's like, should I be jealous? And she's, and she's like, like, were you are jealous? You? Yeah. And he says, like Medea. And I said, run from this man. Oh, <laughs> what my are you doing? God. Uh, and then Joey's like, oh, my, like, the guy I'm with is just a friend. And Wilder then is like, oh, mine's not. And then just describes this, like, truly atrocious sounding situation where this woman, quote, sometimes forgets why he's wrong for her and goes on dates with him. And then they have sex. And then, like, then she remembers why he's wrong for her. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I mean, I've maintained from the beginning this guy's a scumbag. I mean, not to say you haven't, but, like, that (laughs) Joey is falling for this idea that, like, he, like, she thought a relationship was on the table. I hear you. I think you're right. It's it's so fucked up. It's so sad. And it, like, again, highlights how her lack of friendships, you know, like that no one's there like, what's going like that guy, you're going to fuck your teacher. Like, was he offering you a relationship? Was he doing any of uh-huh. this? You know, like what? Or he said what to you? Right. Like, you know, um, like she kisses this guy. He's an asshole to her. Uh huh. She goes back and she's like, just when I was going to leave, I'm going to kiss you again. They go into his house. They awkwardly sit until, and she kisses him until like her phone rings. And like, she thought she was going to go back to his house and fuck him. And they were going to be like boyfriend, girlfriend. And she was going to drop her class. Like it just, it doesn't make any sense. And like, even from Joey, who like is a woman hater and a man hater, Uh it doesn't make sense from her either. Yeah. Because she like, knows people like she in her heart thinks people from other classes than her are always out to get her you know or but also like like wants to be a part of that mm -hmm. and like because i think that's kind of what's happening here right i think like him being smart him being a professor Mm -hmm. particularly a professor of english i think is like the thing that she is attracted to Mm. so are we supposed to learn like, we wish that she learns that, like, sometimes a kiss is just a kiss. Mm. I wish she had learned that lesson, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, because, like, this man... So she's like, why are you telling me this about this, like, woman and his relationship with her? Yeah. And he's like, I'm trying to get you to hate me. <laughs> and I was like, Joey, this man needs so much therapy and you just, like, need to run. Like, get out of here. <laughs> so then, you know, I'm going to have opinions about this. She mm-hmm. asks him what the best ending in literature is. And I groaned audibly in my apartment at this answer. Mm-hmm. He says it's Flaubert's Sentimental Education, mm-hmm. a book that I have been assigned more than once mm-hmm. to read. Yeah. It's a good book. And actually, Gina Fattori does a great 
breakdown <laughs> of the end of the book. And he said the be- the ending of this book is two old friends talking about something that never happened to them, which if I remember correctly, it's been a long time, is joining the revolution of either 1840 or 1848, which killed one of their friends. Mm. They didn't join it. Mm. And Joey's like, how do you remember something that never happened? And yeah. Wilder says, fondly. <laughs> And he goes on to say, Flaubert thought anticipation was the formest pure, the pure, sorry, the purest form of pleasure and the most reliable. And Flaubert believed that the things that happened would ultimately disappoint, while the things that never happened would never dim or fade. They'd always be engraved in your heart with a sweet sadness. And it's funny because it's like such a telling of Dawson and Joey. Totally. Like, much similar to, you know, the other conversation of, like, if it's complicated, it's not a good, it's a bad relationship. And in this one, it's like, you know, you're remembering shit that didn't fucking happen, girl. Totally. You know, but we're still supposed to walk away from this being like, soulmates, man. I mean, I'm hearing you. Because he says that, or Joey's like, it sounds, and she sort of trails off and he goes deep and joey's like no cowardly and i was like oh my god the first time i agreed with joey know, in this whole episode. Totally. and like here's what i want to say about that is like she is right mm-hmm. that's some fucking nonsense just go do things mm-hmm. don't run from messiness yeah it just experience stuff like i i feel like i spent a long time trying to run from messiness mm-hmm. in my life and then you like look back and you're like did I miss things because I was afraid of mess? Right. Or was it messy even when I ran from it? Or did it make it even messier to run from it? Yeah. Yeah. And then Wilder starts to say something else and Joey kisses kisses him. him. Oh my God. I cannot. What are we supposed to think as the viewer? I don't, I honestly. This guy's been a fucking dick the whole time. And like he acted it that way. His acting choices have changed for sure. Um, you know, before it was a little bit more like weird and cocky, like cocky. This is like straight up dick, dick asshole. Like, I don't know if Ken Marino was like <laughs> hard pass. I'm done with this. Yeah, you know? like, I'm ready to be done. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that, you know, but like, why are we supposed to like Joey's supposed to be our star at this point? Mm, you know, mm. we just had an episode only with her. Yeah. And like she fucking kisses this asshole. Like, I just would love to hear if anyone saw this conversation and didn't think this guy was a total piece of shit. Right. Because like, there's no way like yeah. for me to see that as being anything other than him being a total piece of a shit. Total dick. Yeah. You know, and for her to kiss him, like, because we don't know how she feels. Like, we're supposed to take away of her being like, well, when I kiss a guy, it changes everything. (laughs) Well, and then he says that God must be punishing him because, like, he's like, I must have done something to a girl when I was 18. And I was like, God, I hate this man so much. I know. He's like, you're not trying to tempt me into reconsidering, are you? Thank God she says no. Yeah. And But, like, reconsidering what? Just fucking her? Like, I don't, that's the, I mean, it is ambiguous. Yeah. What, what they're talking about. Yeah. Cause he's, she says that he has this like not entirely true image of her as this 19th century heroine. And, you know, she's like, it's not, I mean, that's not true. Yeah. And, he, and I'd rather you not going on thinking it is true. Right. And he's like, well, you know, 
he's like he excuses himself he's basically like okay i'm gonna like leave now and and then he says is that okay (laughs) you know yeah and then he leaves and then he turns around and says to her in five years you'll know everything i know and more and he's gonna seem like the biggest dork she's ever met and i was like no hopefully in five years You'll, she'll see how inappropriate this was and will be part of a class action lawsuit against you as a <laughs> professor. God, I know. And against the University yeah. of Worthington. <laughs> just saying. And like, yeah. That's it. Like, That's I guess we're supposed to have feelings, but I don't. I mean, I do have feelings. The yeah. feelings are just like relief. Rage. Rage. Annoyance. <laughs> Annoyance. <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we come back to the, like, it's like a commercial kind of thing. And we yeah. go back to the lobby where Joey's like hanging by herself and Dawson finds her. Yeah. And he's like, so what's happening? Yeah. And like, I think we're supposed to be like, Dawson's such a good friend, but it's like. He like left this dumbass movie to like go <laughs> like whatever, make sure his friend who was just mugged at gunpoint like is okay. His friend was just mugged at gunpoint. She leaves in the middle of a screening and hasn't returned for like a very long a couple, yeah. amount of time, like long enough to have a conversation, a kiss, and then like a sit in silence, <laughs> you know, yes. more uh, than a few minutes. That's longer than a bathroom break, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, and so like, you know, you want to give him credit for like going to look for her, uh-huh. but he's not like, are you okay? What's going on? He's just like giving the shit for having a crush on his her her professor. professor. And um, and then we like cut to outside because they like basically yeah. decide they're gonna leave this movie. Yeah, and he's like, "We can leave," and she's like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah, like I just want to know more about what you're talking about." Yeah, and she's like, "Have you ever met anyone who has truly seen you?" Oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. So that's what she thinks happened with Professor Wilder. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Why? What does she think he saw? An easily manipulated girl? Like I mean, that's what I think he what, saw. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. a victim is mm. what he saw, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what she thinks he saw. Like, I mean, I guess we're supposed to imagine she thinks he saw a writer. A Maybe. smart girl. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and Dawson and Dawson's like, like <laughs> besides you and she's like i mean here's the thing at least we're admitting joey doesn't see dawson's flaws yeah yeah like dawson's like you're you see only the good in me and she's like no no no. like someone older someone who saw everything you could be if only you weren't you and i was like what the fuck does that mean i mean honestly it sounds like a father yeah oh god aaron you know that's so depressing it just like knocked the wind out of me like it's really hard i I do want to back up and just say like yeah it sucks that dawson doesn't say like jen right you know they're dating right now sure he's like seemingly building this like new connection with her yeah like you know different kind of relationship kind of relationship Mm mm-hmm Honestly, she, Jen does truly see him for who, who he is, you know. Um, but anyways, yes. It's hard to have this Dawson's Creek narrative. Well, it's like the the as Dawson's critique what what up what podcast are we on? <laughs> as Dawson's Creeps uh-huh. says, like it's the creek speak. Yeah. Right. And it's like it's that thing where he's like 
someone or she says someone who saw everything you could be if only you weren't you which is a thing that doesn't make any sense because mm-hmm. Dawson says after tonight I think you might not be you and so I was like okay at least we're admitting this is out of character mm-hmm. and like look I just I literally just gave a speech about being messy like go be a mess it's fine mm-hmm. but like this is so inappropriate mm-hmm. and I'm like I hope we moved fast like past this thing that like professors are like hey this undergrad i mean i know we haven't but just like let me live in this fantasy world i mean we have in the sense that like more you will get in trouble more colleges have like made it a fireable offense so there's accountability at least you know there still is like the act of reporting i was just reading about like oh god this is so dark but like the merchant marine academy like you get a year on a boat it's part of the whole like experience of going to school mm-hmm. and this woman reported that she was raped by you know someone on the the boat mm-hmm. it was like a captain and they have the school has a problem with sexual assault because like it's mostly, it's mostly men. men and so they a few years ago issued like a zero tolerance thing but that meant that if you report a rape then the whole program gets shut down which is what happened so everyone who's on a boat right now it's done you have to come back and and so the woman was like i didn't want she did it anonymously but she was like i didn't want to report it and then i found out nine other people i know had been raped yeah jesus so it's like these situations where they the schools make these policies yeah. but do they ask the victim what would have helped yeah do they do they make a policy that protects the liability of the institution? I mean, mm-hmm. yes, they do. That's yes. what HR that's is. what they do. <laughs> it's more about protecting the liability of a business or an institution. Mm. And then, you know, the question of accountability doesn't involve the victims or, you know, people who have firsthand knowledge of what the experience was like and the ways in which they could have had help. Right. You know? So like while like, yes, you could get fired for having an affair with your teacher like you still have to admit you had an affair and right. like are is there a safe place to admit that you right know? um and then you know <laughs> will people believe you and totally all of these things happen totally you know? and how many people do i know who have gotten money from that like usc gynecology yeah yeah it's fucking scandal, scandal yeah or <laughs> i mean assault, assault. Ring. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's more than a scandal but yes yeah. so yeah, like we're supposed to think that like Joey had this like experience with Professor Wilder. <laughs> I've seen every episode of season five. I didn't take that away. I agree with you. That wasn't my experience. You. And like, again, even when we were young, 18, watching this, I, I didn't take that no, away No, that's not either. what I took away either. You know, I wasn't impressed by him. I yeah. didn't think that anything was really on the table for them to pursue. Totally. You know? I, I do think it's interesting. Dawson's like, I can't believe you're kissing someone who gives you grades, mm-hmm. you know, which like I thought that was an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. And and I know that that's how I would have I would have said that to someone, yeah. you know, like, wow. <laughs> OK, that's uh-huh. interesting, you know, uh-huh. um, you know, it, it's a it's a weird thing. And I think we're supposed to like be impressed that Dawson maybe has grown or he's so understanding mm-hmm. or whatever. He doesn't have a fucking meltdown about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess is growth. I guess, yeah. <laughs> cause she's cause then she tells him, like, I was at his house when you called me up to like come deal with shit on the movie set. Yeah. And like 
she's like, you know, and I went there to sort things out with him. But like, basically what really happened was that things were made more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to like harken back to the complicated. I know, as, yeah. mm-hmm. Bad relationship. Uh-huh. I know. It's like, I do think the show wants you to be like, no, Professor Wilder is a complicated relationship. Dawson and Joey are soulmates. <laughs> And like she's like he's he asks like basically like what like you basically you went back there to make things more complicated, didn't mm-hmm. you? And she says the answer to that wouldn't be very Joey like. And I was like, oh, so she you went you were gonna go back there to fuck your teacher. Mm-hmm. Like that's why you went. Yeah. And, and it, it is an interesting framing of like, well, that's not what Joey does. Right, because then Dawson says, like, I think we're gonna have to redefine Joey like and like I I guess my my note was like, let me give Dawson a crumb of credit for one, not being weird. Mm -hmm. Like he's a little stunned, but he's not being weird. Yeah. Two, not being possessive. Yeah. And calling her out. Three, not being judgy. Like Mm -hmm. he's not judging her, but he's like, this is a lot. Mm -hmm. And then four, allowing her to actually change a bit, like and desire sex. Yeah, totally. You know, and I like your 18 year old year you know is when you're like you change the most i think you know <laughs> a lot yeah because you leave the constraints of your home but sure you know most likely and sure and you're at least you leave uh, high school where like everyone yeah, knows yeah. you you the know constraints of high school yeah. yeah and so this is like when the most amount of growth happens which is how season five could be the most compelling but the show doesn't really want to do that right they don't want to talk about the struggles of growing and changing they don't want to talk about how joe like you know like in downtown crossing i was like how compelling would it be to be like oh everyone used to know my dad was a drug addict and now they don't i get to like I get to define who my dad is like under new circumstances. Yeah. I'm, I'm really struggling with that. And so like, even in this scene where it's like, well, maybe we need to redefine what Joey like means. We don't then get a deeper dive into that, totally. you know, which like as an 18 year old, that's how you're feeling. Or right. even as a 15 year old, a 16 year old, like the, the core demo of this show is like that age when you're transforming and changing and becoming like totally. the person you want to be, the person you've always thought you were, like the person you are, like all these things. And so like those struggles are very real. No, and totally. like that's why this season I think is hard and where the show misses a lot of the beats is when they when they stopped that they used to take these things seriously right and they've stopped no i agree with you i agree with you entirely and i think like i think that's a good way of phrasing it that like you know these things used to be taken seriously and now it feels like we're in this like holding pattern Mm -hmm. of like people kind of like getting put into similar situations than situations they've been in before and like acting like slightly differently Mm -hmm. Because, like, Joey says that it's a good thing she didn't go back because she would have made a fool of herself. And so here's another thing I want to say is it's not just Pacey's reaction to Joey being mugged. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to really think about what that says. Joey says, it's a good thing I didn't go back to Professor Wilder's house. What is the thing that prevented her? Yeah. (laughs) Being mugged. She got violently assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. So like the alternative to going back to Professor Wilder's house and maybe making a fool of herself was being violently assaulted, held at gunpoint and watching someone die and then judging a mom. And that was a good thing. And that, and I'm like, I mean, at that point, I'm like, go fuck your professor instead of that. I know. I mean, like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from that point because I'm just like, it's, 
again, and I, it's not just Pacey. It's not just Jen. It's not just like, it's not just Audrey. It's not only Dawson really like having this, like, I need, I'm like going to hang out with you now Mm -hmm. reaction because like Joey seems to be having the same reaction. Yeah. And the thing that I'm really mad about is like Joey, it's not, it's not dug into it all. Like this is all taken on face value. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause Dawson's like, no, no, no. Like you took this risk and you lived a little. And Joey's like, yeah, but like, I don't know what I would have done in that moment of truth. Would I have chickened out or gone through with it? And I guess it is sex. Like we don't even know yeah. like what she's saying. I know. And Dawson's like, if you want, if, if you want, like, if you would do, would you want to go back? If you could, would you want to go back and find out the answer to like what you would do? Yeah. Like, would you want to go back in time? Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm okay with not knowing. And like, it has this sweet sadness to it, which of course is a callback to what he said about Mm. the ending of Flaubert's sentimental education. Not a bad book. I just want to say, I wasn't trying to discredit Flaubert. So Dawson's like, oh, I'm familiar with that feeling. And again, then it's like, We had such a nice, like, I was kind of okay with the Dawson and Joey scenes at the beginning of Uh this episode. And Uh then we get to this and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. Because, like, we seem to have forgotten entirely that Joey was mugged. I hate. Dawson dates Jen. That Dawson has a girlfriend. Yeah. That's Jen. Yeah. And, like, that I hate that she quoted Wilder with the sweet sadness thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know. And they still try to tie it back to, like, you made a choice you know you chose pacey and like you know people got hurt but like it was a risk and like moving forward you know whatever and like i do think that's a fair sentiment to have especially in your youth you know of like don't see everything bad like you know there are things that like are positive about taking risks even if you fail you know that's not really what they're getting at and they're acting like we don't know what the failure would be we also don't really know it was on the table like again was Professor Wilder even offering him her more than a one night stand? Like it doesn't feel like that, but if I like never she thinks that I never got that vibe yeah. at all. Yeah. Like I thought he just wanted to fuck her and then like be, be a dick done. to her in class and like torment her in class um until she like <laughs> had a mental breakdown. Like yeah. that kind of seemed like what his vibe is, to be right. honest. What a mensch. I yeah. know, <laughs> like what a fucking dick. Um I thought mensch is a good thing. I know I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Uh yeah. <laughs> and like um you know, so it's hard to know. And then we get into this weird dialogue where we're supposed to be like, don't they just get each other? And you're like, maybe they get each other, but I don't get I don't either get anything that's happening. I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. I don't about. know what's going on. Right. This doesn't this isn't a friendship I'd want to have. No. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. Are they walking away feeling good about themselves? I don't know. Who knows? You know, like, I don't feel like she got the vibe like she her spirit was lifted after this conversation that doesn't make any sense, you know, and seemingly completely forgets that she was like recently violently attacked. Yeah. Anyway, so my kings are at the gay bar. Yeah. (laughs) And um, this is my favorite storyline in this episode. If you haven't realized that already. And Pacey's like, I I don't I didn't think you were like the kind of guy who would come to a place like this alone. Mm -hmm. And Jack's like, I'm not alone. Yeah, it's so cute. And he admits that Audrey bought him to the bar, this bar for the first time the night that PC cooked dinner for them all. Yeah, appetite for destruction. And he's just singing Audrey's praise. He's Mm -hmm. such a good friend. Like, you know, it's like hard because 
we see this scene previously where we're like supposed to be like best friend soulmate they like yeah understand each other to the core and we walk away being like what the fuck happened (laughs) and then we see this really dynamic friendship where they're like they get each other well and it's like they're you know lifting each other up mm -hmm. of being like this is what I see about Audrey. And like, let me tell you, like, let me confide in you in in an authentic friend way. And it like works on multiple levels, right? Mm -hmm. It's like Pacey and Jack's friendship, which I've maintained since season two. I love Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. When Pacey stood up for Jack. Yeah. And that's why season four is so hard because we don't see them together. Totally. And then like Jack, who, who, if you'll recall, not so many episodes, ago tried to like pawn Audrey off on his frat boy is actually like look Audrey is fucking great yeah exactly you know like and and like look at the essence like this is the essence of her she zeroes in on the thing you're a little afraid of and like does not take no for an answer Mm -hmm. and that's actually a great quality in a person and Pacey's like yeah it is and then Jack says but nobody does that for her yeah and I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I guess. Pacey's like, all right, well, uh, I think that's my cue to go. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, do you need, like, are you good? Do you need a, do, would you like to come? Yeah. And Jack's like, no, 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 I'm good. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go chase the girl. Yeah. Pacey says that. Yeah. yeah. And then Jack, like, looks at the number on the card that he got. Like, yeah. Oh, maybe that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> girl, get it. I know. And it's so cute. It's great because those two. It's hard when you see like these really dynamic friendships friendships, Mm -hmm. and then we're supposed to be like, oh, no, but this is the one we're going to put on the pedestal. It's like, what the fuck? Right. Because then we go to the the, outside the radio station. Audrey's saying goodbye to girlfriend. She's just like giving him a deep hug. Like, this was the best night ever. She's like, oh, my God. This was amazing. You know. And he says. It's been slanted and enchanted, which I'm just saying might be a merch. Okay. Slanted and enchanted. All right. Um, I fucking cackled when he said it. <laughs> it was like incredible. <laughs> and Audrey's like, thanks for the advice. I don't understand what slanted and enchanted means, but I'm in love with it. <laughs> it's an album from Pavement. Pavement? Oh, well, there you go. So, so then we see Jen with... The other guy. Yeah. And he's like, so like must have been love with your, at first sight with your boyfriend, beautiful girl like you. Uh And she says, we were friends first. And I said, I don't know, Jen. I remember that differently. Yeah. (laughs) I remember you getting out of a cab and Dawson not being able to contain himself. Yeah. He was in love and you were like, woo, maybe, I don't know. No, No, totally. But I was just like, you know, this guy's telling you that. Yeah. Let me remember for you. I know. (laughs) Madame. Because he's like, so, oh, you were friends first. Like, so no passion. And I'm like, punch this man in the face right I now. Know. I know you're against violence. I, t- I am too, but I like to say things like that. She's like stunned at the suggestion. Yeah. yeah she's like, did I, like, did I say that? Yeah. Like, no passion. Yeah. And he's like, no, but like, you said you don't trust much. And Jen's like, well, just because two people are friends doesn't mean there's no passion, which like, yeah. true. I know. And band guy is like, oh, I just believe in this connection, the like gut reactions that says this person, this stranger should be in my life. And I felt that for you tonight. And I was like, okay, but that's literally how Dawson met Jen. 
It doesn't, I'm not going to give this guy any credit. <laughs> like, you know, he just saying stupid ass shit to like get in her head. I hear you, but I'm also like, but literally that is the story of Dawson and Jen in a way. Mm. Like, you know, like at least Dawson on Dawson's side, like it's but not she like a, it's a totally new relationship. Like, you know, I no, I agree with you completely, but also, okay. So it's a totally new relationship. If you recall, <laughs> They just boned, like, they just, like, yeah. jumped on each other. So, yeah. like, that was passionate as well. Right. Yeah, but I we mean, haven't seen them be, like, super, super and, bony. Yeah. Yeah, you know, gotcha. like. I know, I know. I, I hear it. I mean, I do hear that, but, like. Like, we haven't even seen them go on a date. In a, yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. Um, so, she's, like, you know, whatever. Like, easy for you to say, like, you just come into town for yeah. a day and then leave. And he's, like, well. <laughs> With that said, and like goes to get in the van and leaves, and then like gives her a t-shirt, yeah, gives her a bunch of merch, and, then, and I was like, just that guy's just sucks, he's man. He's such like he's trying to pull all the moves to fuck her, and then it's like so, like he's still gaslighting. He's tormenting. He's fucking with her head, even though he's not gonna fuck her. Like you know, it's so weird. And like you know, I think Jen is having doubts about her relationship, regardless of this guy sure. being here, which is why like I just don't wish that think she that was talking needed, to audrey yeah like i don't think he needed to be there and i would have loved like an actual girls night with just the two of them sure um and that would have been amazing uh but you know she and then we would understand more of her doubts you know of like it's not that i don't want him hanging out with joey it's just that like it's complicated yeah. and joey hasn't said a word to me since she found out we were dating and i thought we were friends right and, like you know but like the show won't it's let anyone talk shit on joey well and not even talk shit just like say this thing just happened. point out the truth and acknowledge that joey is fucked up at times you know totally or that joey has done something that's hurtful to jen mm -hmm. you know yeah exactly so it's like so audrey comes up then and she's like you know this isn't like the night i expected at yeah. all and jen's like oh my god i'm so sorry i took the single one yeah and audrey's like meh it's nah. fine. Like, <laughs> all good. Like, maybe it's God's way of telling me I'm not as single as I thought I was. And at that moment, we see Pacey. Yeah, like the van leaves and then like Pacey's stand it's like straight out of 16 candles. Yeah, he's yeah. standing up against his red Mustang. Yeah. Waiting across the street and Jen's just like, man, go. You gotta go to him. Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't know if I want to. And she's like, well, you gotta find out, yeah. you know, and she pushes her to go. And they hug and Jen calls her sweetie and yeah. like my heart cannot I know. take that. And it's then amazing. Audrey walks up to Pacey and Pacey asks if Jen needs a ride. Yeah. Like he's actually looking out for her too. I know. And Audrey's like, she's got a car. Yeah. And he's like, well, do you need a ride? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I need a life. Yeah. <laughs> and she apologizes to him. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I overreacted because like happiness freaks me out. Yeah. And then she says one of the best metaphors I've ever heard where she was like, it's like the manicured lawns at the beginning of blue velvet. You know, something evil lurks beneath. <laughs> love it. I love her so much. And he kind of tells her like, the problem with you is you're scared to have sex with me for a second time mm -hmm. because then it could be real. Yeah, you know. he says, he's like, I've had a very educational night at my favorite gay bar tonight. <laughs> and I figured out that like, I'm just like not going to take no for an answer here. Yeah. And she's like, that's not too PC of you. And he's like, no, mm -hmm. it isn't. And 
I didn't know how to feel because I was like, I hate the like, I'm not going to take no for an answer framing, but mm-hmm. also like these two people know that they're like saying yes to each other right mm-hmm. now. It's... I just think on the whole, the way that these two to get together is so weird yeah. that it's like, it's hard to be there with them. Right. You know? So everything about it is weird, even though like they both want it. They yeah, both yeah, yeah. are in on it and yeah. they both, but like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that Joey is like totally fine, fine. with this, yeah. you know? Like, and then that like Joey just got assaulted at gunpoint. And Pacey like doesn't and give Pacey a shit. And Pacey doesn't give a shit, you know? I mean, and Audrey gives a shit, but isn't there. Right. You know, and I I do think that there would be a part of like, it feels authentic to to me that Audrey's like, we can't do this right now, you know? And so it would feel more real to like have a little bit more of a conversation about her feelings about Joey. Well, and also Pacey being like, oh my God, like this happened while we were doing this. Like what Mm -hmm. the fuck? Like if he was on that page too of like, oh my God, I don't know what to feel either. Yeah, yeah. Or if he just acknowledged it, like, yeah, that, like, I can't believe that happened to Joey. Yeah. And, like, oh, my God. But, like, I think what's happening between us is really special and I yeah, want to yeah, keep yeah. it going. Or, like, if we just had, like, a beat or, like, a acknowledgement of, like, a true fact. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is true. And, yeah. like, also what's going on between you two, Audrey and Pacey, is fucking weird. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird. It can be fine if the show wants it to be fine. If we're supposed to go with it it's fine but like we need a i just feel like we need a little bit more i agree you know i agree but then they kiss yeah. and look at these two people can kiss i'm, I'm maintaining they can kiss each other they can kiss other people joshua jackson i think is like just like an ultimate actor i mean busy phillips i think she's good too but i just mean like no, like i'm just re- kissing just kissing style Busy. I mean, even when she has to kiss Franco in Freaks and Geeks, who she, whom she hates, yeah, yeah, she knows right. how to kiss on screen. Yeah, that's why I'm just maintaining that like uh, Katie Holmes is not a good kiss actor. <laughs> you know? Fine, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I'm here with that. I mean, their kissing is hot. Yeah, it, it's just it just is. So he's like, well, what changed your mind? You know, and, and <laughs> she's she, like, I met a hot guy in a band. Yeah, and we were like, hot. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So then we go to Jen coming up to Dawson's room. Yeah. And she, like, gives him the band shirt that the guy gave her. And yeah. she gets into bed and, like, snuggles up to him. And asks about Joey. And asks about Joey. And Dawson's like, um, can you believe she almost had an affair with her English professor? And I want to just say, first of all, how much I love this. Like, I do love these two having their own nights and then coming back to each other to yeah. download. I actually think that's really nice and healthy. Yeah. yeah. And is like soft and cozy and like mm-hmm. Jen just deserves that. Yeah. To a yeah. Tea. Um, and like then Jen, just the way she says it, she's like, Joey? <laughs> Joey Potter? And she's like all shocked. Yeah. By this. She's like totally stunned. Yeah. Which I think like to be honest, it it confirms that Joey and her aren't talking. Right, I agree with you. And you know, he was like, Dawson's like, it was bizarre. Like it was like meeting a new person. Yeah. And then Jen's like, well, what does that mean? Right. Like she because of the night she just had. Yeah, yeah. She's like, what the fuck does that mean? And he's like, I don't know. Like when I was talking to her, I just like all this time has passed and like we've all changed so much mm-hmm. and Jen's like well is that bad yeah I know and Dawson's just like well like not necessarily like it just is you mm-hmm. know 
And then Jen asked the question. Yeah. That I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, She's she, just like, should, do you think we should be passionate about the same things, like, since we're together? And he's like, no, as long as we're passionate about each other. I think that's true. Yeah. And she's like, okay. Or, and he says, are you having doubts about us? Mm-hmm. And she lies. Yeah, she says no. Yeah. Uh, but she also asks, like, are are we passionate about? Like, she's like, yeah, but I we are, that. right? Yeah. Like, we're passionate about each other. And she's like, he, and he like, says, are you having doubts? He yeah. doesn't answer it. Yeah. And so we fade out on them kind of snuggling. I mean, Jen does have her shoes on the bed, which, you know, is like <laughs> unforgivable. But they're like cute. Yeah. And you just wish that this storyline could be longer. Again, we had frats, frat Jack for like 150 so episodes. So many episodes. We had Joey and Wilder for 150 So many episodes. episodes. And like this story is so interesting, you know, of like Jen trying to find out who she is. Dawson totally. trying to find out who he is. Like them trying to find it out together like totally you know and jen has a lot of shit so like stability would feel complicated for her yeah um and so there's such like deep compelling story to happen in this yeah. and like i don't know if we're gonna get it you know we'll see but like yep they're just like thrusting this storyline on this and we're like okay yeah, totally. And I mean, my thing about this episode is like, for the most part, a non-horrid Dawson and Joey, mm. except for the very end. Yeah. Pacey and Jack at a gay bar and Audrey and Jen hanging out. I'm not like super mad at it, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's hard because. Yeah, because nobody those... acknowledges that Joey got attacked. Well, yeah, we didn't need those two musicians, like boring. Yeah, Get yeah, out yeah. of here. At least totally. like, why can't there be two girl musicians, you know? Like, why? Like they, they could have walked away with those same feelings <laughs> with their... They're being girls, you know. Did it pass the Bechdel test? And no, then, like it. you know, the Dawson and Joey are fine because they're not talking about each other, but right. then they kind of are. And then we also don't get any movement on how Joey feels, what the fuck's going on, sure. and we don't even know how it's left with Professor Wilder. You know, like is yeah. she did she drop the class? If she never no. gonna see him again, yeah. you know, what does it mean if she drops the class? Is she gonna lose her right. scholarship? Her, she because, doesn't have like, one. You know, she has a Dawson Leary scholarship. Well, she has a partial one. She got oh, some she? money. Mm. Yeah, she just didn't get a full one. So, oh, right, like, right, right. You know, like it, <laughs> what does it mean if you drop a class or right. you're not a full time student? Like, you know what I mean? There, there's repercussions <laughs> for this. So we don't even know what's gonna happen about that. Like, you know. It's a lot of questions. Yeah. And she's going to let this guy treat her like shit. I mean, like, you know, that's fine, whatever. But, like, it's hard, you know, how I always maintain, like, Joey's supposed to be the strong one. And we just see, like, this. People walk all over her. Yeah, this behavior that's Well, and my hard. thing is, like, I, you know, if she's supposed to be the strong one and we watch people walk all over her, it's one thing. I'm, ha- I'm actually happy to listen to that story and watch that story. Mm-hmm. It's the non-acknowledgement of that's what's happening. Right. Yeah. Totally. So who you're rooting for? Jen. Jen. I'm rooting for Audrey. Mm. Jack. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets laid with that guy. Yeah. You yeah. know, like the storyline of frat Jack is fine if it had ended. A <laughs> hundred years ago. You know, six episodes in. Um, because like him, you know, the journey of him constantly being more comfortable with who he is and his sexuality as similar to all of our characters. Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing Pacey being more comfortable just 
being outright sexual and like and even joey and jen being more comfortable being in a sexual relationship and so these journeys are very compelling and so watching jack you know figure that out or whatever that means to him is super interesting mm-hmm. um yeah joey i mean i'm not rooting for joey but she is at least expressing some sexual desire yeah I mean, I hate who she's expressing it towards, but right. but like, at least well, we she's don't even like, know if she is because she said like, if I had gone there, I don't know what would have happened. So right. she doesn't even know if she really wanted well, to fuck him. I mean, I think she's expressing some kind of desire, maybe not sexual desire, but like a desire to have seen something more than what she what she experienced, or experienced something more than she, what she had experienced, and. I mean, at this point, like, I'm like, kind of like, if Joey expresses desire, I guess that's a plus. <laughs> I guess that's a win. Mm-hmm. But like, that seems like a low ass bar. For reals. <laughs> so, so. anyway. Okay. For our listener corner, this is from Eleanor. Okay. Despite the problematics of Professor problematic aspects of Professor Wilder, he is one of my favorite characters in season five. Mm. He is a... He's like a much improved version of AJ, except he's much less of a drip. This is on a this is an attraction that seems real and authentic to the character of Joey. She is seeking comfort and intellectual validation from a man she has put on a pedestal. Joey often pivots from attraction to intimidation. The rare instances where Professor Wilder suggests she is smart manifest feelings of confidence within her. What's annoying is how bullshit and arbitrary his approval often is. Because it's abuse. (laughs) Uh, The timing of downtown crossing seems significant. Joey was on her way to Wilder's house, presumably to have sex with him. We spent four seasons dwelling on the prospect of Joey Potter losing her virginity, and I would argue downtown crossing is a cosmic punishment for Joey wanting to have sex again. In Mm. another way, the senseless violence of it forces Joey to confront the criminality of her own father. While her mother lies in the hospital bed, she recalls an incident where, as a child, she harbors the mistaken belief that her father is extremely popular, where in truth, he's everyone's drug dealer. I have been thinking about in what way Professor Wilder is like Joey's dad. They're nothing alike, seemingly. But then again, Joey wants that opportunity to be recognized for her intellect. The way she does this is by looking up to other men. Her sense of pride, worthiness, and validation ultimately come from their recognition from her. Mm. This is particularly telling in the speech she gives when she visits her father in jail by the fence at the end of season one. Uh Do you love me, though? Because I'm 15 years old and I go through every day of my life thinking nobody loves me. Tear. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin and fucking start crying. Every, early on in their encounters, Wilder said to Joey, the discomfort of uncertainty is the most precious part of the experience. If you can feel comfortable not knowing, you can learn anything. It was Wilder, however, who was uncomfortable in the face of uncertainty. However... Wilder did not know why Joey did not come back that night. Instead of feeling comfortable and not knowing, he cruelly shut her down, cutting off an opportunity to explain. She was reduced to being a two-dimensional character in a 19th century novel. I felt that was fucked up and dehumanizing and not conductive to any sense of closure on her part. The scene in the foyer... 
of the cinema did a little better, but even still, I wish Joey had the opportunity to explore a relationship with Wilder and in doing so recognize her own intrinsic worth as a woman with her own sense of agency. Okay. I want to, I actually want to like break down a little bit, this idea of Joey of's 19th century novel Mm -hmm. heroine, because Mm -hmm. um, if you don't know, my degree is in Victorian English literature and Victorian history. Mm -hmm. Um, English history and so I know a little bit about this shit um a 19th century novel is probably most likely unless it's Jane Austen in the Victorian era so Mm -hmm. I've probably read it um but uh these the the idea and some of the tropes that we discuss and we try to break down on this show um are Victorian tropes Mm -hmm. the whore Mm -hmm. quote unquote Mm -hmm getting punished yeah is a victorian era trope Mm -hmm. that that um you know that still persists to this day Mm -hmm. luckily we've broken it down ever so slightly and i think the argument that we normally try to make is that dawson's creek does seem to try to break down some of these tropes that other tv shows weren't necessarily breaking down at the time you know what i mean And I think that I think that this particular trope is one it struggles with immensely. I think Mm -hmm. partially because of the um, the the sort of leadership at the WB, the network, Mm -hmm. I think um, I think some of it came from that. And I think also the fact that the that men are at the helm of this show always. Yeah. yeah. And I think that I, I think that these are tropes that like because we have grown up with them you kind of don't even realize that they're happening sometimes Mm -hmm. unless you're like really attuned to them. And so the fact that like Jen gets punished through the whole show for being a slut. Yeah. And then Joey gets punished every time she has a sexual desire. Mm -hmm. Right. She doesn't, I mean, we complained about this when she had sex with Pacey for the first time. She doesn't even get to have like the fun time. Right. She doesn't even get to immediately start fighting. Right. She doesn't even get to wake up and be like, not even like, damn, that was good, but like, damn, I feel really close to you. Yeah. Or like, damn, I'm like, we, we can't had believe we s- did that. We had sex for the first time last night. Like, and now we're waking up like naked in bed together. And like, mm-hmm. not even like, a, <laughs> I'm like slightly thrilled and ex- exhilarated by that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we got none of it. We got none of it. They just no. start fighting and she's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and I think that like that punishment of sexuality, I mean, and I think it's interesting to watch Audrey not be punished all the time for her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Although let's circle back on that notion and, in, in you know, at the end of the show, but like, w- <sighs> Andy gets published, uh, yeah. pu- published, punished for her sexuality. Like, like it happens to all the women on this show. Gail, Gretchen. Right. Mm-hmm. Bessie, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. And and not that Alexander is a punishment, not that Lily is a punishment. But the hate spewed at her is a punishment. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And so, like, I think that this show, I think that's one of the tropes that this show has a really hard time breaking through and breaking past. And as many of the tropes as this show did sort of confront head on and, and give us new sort of framework for, um, even if it's clunky framework, in this context, like that is that is not a trope that it it at all sort of grappled with. Mm-hmm. It kind of thought that it might be grappling with it, but at the end of the day, completely um in in every instance, 
was like, if women want to have sex, they must be punished. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I know. I mean, obviously, I want to touch down on the last sentence, which is like, I wish Joey had the opportunity to explore a relationship with Wilder and in doing so recognize her own intrinsic worth as a woman and her own sense of agency. Mm. Like, the, obviously, this to me is like a narrative that like I would like to dismantle that like a man will you know have the outcome of your sense of worth as a woman you know Mm -hmm. or maybe that's part of the larger conversation we're having where it's like is being a woman only because a man tells you or because of actions of a man you know right or do you come to your womanhood and your sense of identity as a woman on your own um I wish she had done that or explored that with maybe another person her age or with something else entirely. Yeah. I think for me, the professor Wilder thing is so hard because she oscillates back and forth with, Oh, he was a mentor. He was someone I had never met before. And like, you know, this intellectual genius or, you know, and I don't feel that way, but fine. Okay. He's basic. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) You know, if that's what we're supposed to go with it. Sure. But like then that, that connection has to be sexual you know Mm. and it's it it's a weird it's a departure from joey herself i think because she has a deep intimate connection with dawson and it like i don't feel like it's sexual but i feel like the problem with the show or like the her journey on the show is acknowledging that is identifying the fact that like there is intimacy that isn't sexual right you know and like her and dawson have they have no like you don't see it on the screen like this sexual dynamicism you know or like a connection or anything right um when we see them kiss we're like oh like you know other than like first season and maybe a little bit of second season but once they like end their childhood where she's like i don't know where you end and i begin you're like okay and then are you spending time learning that joey right (laughs) you know um and i think you know where we are as the viewer at this point we're like well, you end at that place where like sex begins, right. you know, and so that kind of feels problematic for her to like not just be like, oh, well, I think this guy's cool and smart and like I feel compelled by him and that's it. The end. The end, you know. And well, so- and he stimulates something in me that's not necessarily sexual or if it is sexual, what does that mean? Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily need to be explored with someone. Yeah. And it, it feels hard to like, I guess just because we're sold that Worthington is this school for like elite people. Yeah. You would think that she's um, intellectually stim because like Joey's smart, but she's not like, like so smart that no one's going to connect with her. Right. You know what I mean? Like she's smart, but like her other classmates she, are just, she's as- not a beautiful mind. <laughs> like her other classmates are just as smart as her. Well, the reality is like she went to a small town high school where like she has so much to learn, you know? Sure. And so like from an academic intellectual standpoint, like she's not like there are people at her school that are 
more advanced than her, like without a doubt, just sure. from like where she came from. She doesn't even know that Flaubert's sentimental education <laughs> is the best ending in literature. I know. It's like, okay. Um, I don't agree with that statement, by the way. I just want to like make that <laughs> totally clear. It, well, it's an opinion. So fine. You know, like I don't think Professor. It's a wrong opinion. Yeah. Like Professor, <laughs> we all know Professor Wilder is not like, <laughs> like a literary mind that we, right. you know, want to hold up as anything other than like a total <laughs> totally. piece of shit. So like, I'm not surprised that his opinion is like bad not one you agree with you know (laughs) um so that yeah like you kind of wish this experience if we're supposed to like believe that it was like her first like you know sexual desire outside of Dawson or Pacey was like with someone her own age and someone who didn't have an imbalance of power agreed you know so agreed completely I don't know. I, I don't I I don't find Professor Wilder interesting. Mm-mm. Um I I guess because too I grew up in academia adjacent. Um and so I knew a lot of men like him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of them there. Yeah. <laughs> in academia adjacent um I don't know, circles and I just think that like He's not interesting. And and my thing is like where I think the show could have made this interesting is by pointing that out, right? Yeah. And is by saying like watching Joey fall for this guy who's like smart and a professor, but not like the most smart, not, you yeah. know, not like <laughs> it's not like he's like writing some like groundbreaking research on the 20th or the 19th century heroine. Like if he was doing that and he's like this, like, Oh my God, he's so fucking amazing. Or if he was right, like researching little women or something that at least we could have like a continuity of why she was like connected to it or something like that, you know? Yeah. Speaking of 19th century heroines. Yeah. Just because that's her favorite book and his name, you know, we'd be like, Oh, okay. We get the connection. How fascinating that he compares her to an Edith Wharton or a Henry James and not to Joe March. (laughs) I know. Who she's named after. I know. Exactly. Well, because people are (laughs) assholes and they think Louisa May Alcott just wrote for money. They don't think she's a good. Oh yeah, Charles Dickens famously didn't write for money. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Mark Twain. Like famously, famously yeah. did not write for okay. money. <laughs> you know, get out of here. I know, but God like that's like you know the the pervasive. Narrative. I know, I know. I I just won't hear of it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any interest in that narrative. Cool. Yeah. Um, for uh, not a girl, not yet a woman. Hashtag free Britney. This is from Kate. Sure. Hey Kate. What's up, Kate? <laughs> Um, Your podcast has been having some great conversations lately about female empowerment and women-occupied spaces, so here's my contribution. Mm. I grew up watching Dawson's Creek, and while I've dipped in and out over the years, I come back to it I, I've come back to it recently with the av- advent of several brilliant Dawson's Creek podcasts, in- yours included. I love, thank you. Thanks, I yeah. love seeing the show through others' eyes and realizing how my own life experience have shaped my perception of the show's storyline and characters. Sure. The dominance of men in controlling the show's narrative and characters has also become particularly and disturbingly obvious to me in hindsight. Mm. In the last year, I've also stepped into what is a largely female-dominated space, fan fiction. Ooh, yeah. This was some never something I've actively engaged with before and admittedly had a fairly dismissive opinion of. But after a friend on Twitter pointed me towards two excellent Pacey Joey fics on 
AO3. Yeah. Archive of our own. Yeah. I started. Re- I'm the one who reads fan fiction yeah. in this partnership. <laughs> I, I didn't even know about fan fiction until someone had explained it to me with the. Um, the oh, Twilight. Or I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I still was like, I don't understand. But like, okay, great. <laughs> um I started reading more and more Dawson's Creek fic. Eventually, I started writing some of my own, and it's become a really fun and fulfilling hobby. The opportunity to rewrite storylines and rework characters into the direction I wish they'd gone on the show is truly addictive. I can make Jen and Joey have an actual genuine friendship. I can send Joey to France. I can keep Andy and Bodie in the narrative. I can have people in Pacey's life actually support him and call out his abusers. I can even make Dawson apologize for his actions from time to time. And when that (laughs) fails, I can make Joey push him into the creek. (laughs) The power. If Dawson's Creek was made today, I'd like to think it'd be run by women. And while I think the chance of a reboot is slim, probably a good thing, it's been really interesting reading the many different perspectives of characters from a range of predominantly female perspectives. Mm. Wondering if you have any thoughts on this or comments on fan fiction in general. Um, I'll take the last part first, <laughs> which is that uh, I do read fan fiction. Um, I don't read Dawson's Creek fan fiction, but I read fan fiction. Um I started the first fan fiction I ever read with Seth Summer, the OC fan fiction. Wow. Um, when I lived in England mm-hmm. and was missing California, yeah, something yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I started reading Seth Summer fan fiction um, and I moved to Veronica Mars, um, Logan and Veronica fan fiction. And then, um, and then I was off of it for a long time. And then I started watching Orphan Black and um, fell in love with Cosima and Delphine. And I read that fan fiction and then on Winona Earp, way hot fan fiction. And now I read mostly Avalanche, which is a couple on um, Legends of Tomorrow fan mm. fiction. So that's my fan fiction history. Um, I tend to read one couple at a time mm. and kind of like devour everything and just kind of read that one couple. And then I, I don't really read. And then like, usually when the show ends, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, oh, okay. um, and I don't know why I like, yeah. honestly, I don't, I, I, I just enjoy it. Um, I think too, uh, the fan fiction that I've really, I think is fascinating historically speaking is the Buffy fan fiction, mm. which is like, if you go on any fan fiction platform, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan fiction, like outnumbers every other like oh, wow. fandom by huge, I mean, other than maybe like Harry Potter, uh-huh. by like huge numbers. Uh-huh. Um, and I find it fascinating, particularly the buff, the Buffy faith, um, oh, fan fiction. Okay. People love uh-huh. faith and Buffy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the ship name. I'm sorry. Don't tell me. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, uh, I think it's really fascinating and I think it's such a way I, I think about it a lot of within queer spaces where it like, it's a way to sort of like rewrite some stories, particularly because queer characters so often get the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get to have a happy ending or like there's so much queer baiting in mm-hmm. shows where like, like I know Rosalia Niles is like definitely guilty of this. Sorry, mm-hmm. Sasha Alexander. I love you, but that's a queer baity show where, you know, they like make jokes about these two people mm-hmm. like being a- in love in a couple, but they don't actually let them be together. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so I think there's a way in which like that fixes some of those problems. And I, I think it's a really great exercise. And I think it's like, as a person who, um, has to read a lot of, um, unpublished writing for a job or has had to in the past, I Mm -hmm. don't right now, but my old job did. Um, I honestly, I have reached out to fan fiction authors and have been like, do you write anything else? Mm. Because like, sometimes it's so fucking good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like truly incredible. And I think it's where I honed my sort of editorial skills and, and thinking of like how I like a story to be put together. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I, I think it's a great, I think it's a great exercise. I think it's fucking incredible that people do it for free. Yeah absolutely incredible um i mean that's just dismantling the narrative that millennials are lazy when it's like no we're just not driven by capital totally and i think that like and i think that like there's something so beautiful about loving characters loving a show loving a narrative so much that you want to engage in that way Mm -hmm. i think that's actually a really beautiful thing and i think that like i i don't know that i don't know like it's it's weird because it's something that like I don't know that I felt shame about, but that I often don't talk about mm. that. I read that mm. I, I do read it and I, I read it a lot. Right. <laughs> like I spend a lot of time reading fan fiction. Um, well, I think that's what Kate's getting at is right, that right, it's right. the space that is mostly women and, you know, written and, and serves a community that's mostly female and mm-hmm. female identifying. And like then, then, as a result of that demographic, it's looked down upon mm-hmm. and seen as bad or mm-hmm. seen as, you know, this, this, um, Frivolous. less than yeah. it's like a frivolity type yeah. of writing, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, well, we've all read some real shit writing, you know? Girl, um, I've read the Da Vinci code. Yes, me too. That's fucking <laughs> terrible. It's, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> and it's like a New York times bestseller, yeah. you know? And it's like, come on, like that's such bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I think that, one of like again i don't really know fan fiction other than when people comment to us about it um and not from a judgment standpoint it's just like i read other stuff totally um so my time reading online is more dedicated to other um you know platforms but i I think that there is this, you know, growing movement that maybe started in in these spaces, but now is taking over more so where like, you know, especially in for us in our podcast, and then we see all these other podcasts where like some of the actresses are like taking over the narrative, like you said, mm-hmm. you read fan fiction about the OC and like the, um, you know, the yeah they have welcome to the oc bitches, bitches or which yeah. has the two of the actresses from the show and they're kind of like reimagining the experiences within the show and mm-hmm. also the one tree hill one and i think that because the gatekeeping has been so strong yeah in hollywood and you know in the world but like you know just to speak about hollywood it's so strong and yeah. it's so hard it's so male and so male and so white you know mm. like julia said that dawson's creek was only had white male showrunners mm-hmm. that the the way now to take up more spaces within these spaces yeah 
And part of that is dismantling our shame about like, oh, but it's fanfics. Like, so fucking what? <laughs> you know? It's so entertaining. You're telling me you are a creative writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know? Um, and I, you know, I obviously think a lot of this is about messaging and believing in yourself and the way that you talk and like having the strength and, and um, confidence to speak at it in the way that like, Dawson talks about his movie scripts all the time and he we know they're trash you know totally with like this absolute confidence about it in a way in which we hope that like you know women and underrepresented people can can get to that same level of confidence but because we're relegated to these spaces that are looked down upon that's where we thrive and now as a result I think 50 shades of gray kind of did shine the light on to this this sector of writing and you know, became like these bestsellers, three movies, right? Did they make all three of those movies? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, you know, and like it's now seen as a like at least a bubbling space to watch, which I think is incredible. You know, honestly, like I fundamentally believe to my core, and I've always felt this way: is like you like what you like, and there is no shame in that. You know, um, and I think that like hopefully that's how we can get to where everyone feels that way you know it's like whatever and we even saw it in this episode where what we're up against is where joey's like i didn't really like that and then you have this white privileged dude being like what oh my god you know and so we're reminded of this dynamic that we constantly live in where it's like no (laughs) you know no i didn't like it and that's okay but also my opinion is valid you know like you're trying to tell me your opinion is more valid than mine instead of being like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. I liked it. That's so, what did you not like about it? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and reinforcing. Um, I will maintain the point that my opinion about the end of Flaubert is more correct than, <laughs> than Professor, Professor Wilder. Wilder. <laughs> okay. Uh. Um, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I agree with you. And I think, I think to me, like for, for particularly for the fan fiction aspect, like what's so, what's so exciting about fan fiction is that like there's, there's the piece where you can kind of fix the things that you think are wrong with the show mm-hmm. where you are, are within Canon or like within, you're like kind of rewriting Canon, but like in a very realistic way. Mm-hmm. And then there's another thing I'll tell you mm. and our listeners, um, called AU, which is alternative universe, mm. which is like a lot of times, a lot of times I've seen it with sci-fi shows where they like have people, those characters doing like normal shit. Mm. and there's like no side they're like okay so like these people are like college professors now or something like that you know like where you kind of see them in this like normal way which like i think is really fascinating right it's really fascinating to take a character that you know so well and put them in a situation that like is completely antithetical to the situation that they normally are in right um and those are all things that i really like Mm mm-hmm you know, I, and so I think that there's like this way in which like fan fiction can function in multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think like, what are we doing when we say, wouldn't it be so great if they did this instead, mm-hmm. if not writing fan fiction? I mean, in a certain way, that's what we're, when we're saying those things, like that's what we're doing. Right. Is saying like, here's where, here's how we would love this to be different. Yeah. Here's how this would have affected us differently if they had done it like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's in its own way a piece of fan fiction. Right. It's just that we're not like writing a story on archive of our own. Mm-hmm. Um did that win the Pulitzer by the way, I think? 
it won it won a big award archive of our own in general oh a website can win a pulitzer Mm -hmm. okay so you know if you've written for archive of our own you're a pulitzer winner and you should fucking put that on your resume oh without a doubt definitely put that on your linkedin at a minimum Mm. yeah totally there you go that's my advice for the day thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i'm all about speaking the language of our oppressors to get ahead yeah totally yeah definitely cool well thank you kate um for your email and thank you sorry i'm getting the other name Thank Started you, with an M. Eleanor. Oh, nope. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you, Eleanor. Thank you, Kate. And thank you, everyone, for being here, making space with us. Yeah. Um, we hope you're staying safe. Yeah. You know, winter's coming. So <laughs> I don't know the what North that means. The North remembers. I yeah. Mean, you know? Like, I don't know what that means for like another breakout, breakthrough, or whatever. Mm. So just like maybe get your boosters. Like, yep. We're approving the vaccines for, like, children here. So, like, I hope you're considering that and making the difficult choice of what you're going to do about that. Um, You know, getting your, I don't know, Christmas is so weird, but, like, there's supply chain. So support your local businesses. Yes, please. You know, I don't know. If something's going to take that long, you don't need it. Like, it's weird because, like, we all remember a time before two-day shipping, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now everyone's crumbling that we're, like, going back to that, and you're like, I don't know. It, it's a fascinating head fuck, for sure. Um, totally. But, yeah, we hope you're all staying safe um, and, you know, ready for the next year to happen. Uh, make sure you're registered to vote mm-hmm. because, like, you know, things are happening and shit might be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're here and we're making space with you and we're so happy you're here with us. So with that being said, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. defund the police, yep. stop Asian hate, mm-hmm. honor our treaties, water mm. is life. Oh my God, we need more land productors out there because shit is weird. Totally. We're in a mega drought here and it is very scary. <laughs> sure is. Oh gosh. Um and even scarier, like, why does Phoenix exist? Yeah. Anyways, um, we stand with all labor movements that protect the working class. Um, yeah, November 15th, Kaiser, they mm-hmm. 35,000 workers have already given their 10-day strike notice. So, okay. Um, Kaiser We're not going to cross that picket in line. In California, and the nurses in California, Oregon, and Washington. All right. Um, November 15th. So, you know. Maybe something could happen, change, but that's what's happening right now. Um, So we stand with all labor movements to protect the working class. Police unions are not real unions that protect the working class. They actually work against them. So we do not stand with them. And they are not unions. They're just not. So um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. We want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley. For our capitalism corner, we have merch bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. I guess we'll do Slanted and Enchanted. <laughs> I also want to do World Class Macking Master. Oh my God, to amazing. Do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll probably put some more up there for the holidays. Okay. Why not? Yeah, sure. You know, 
Um, if Treat yourself. Yeah, I don't think there's any supply chains with Tee Public. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, we're gonna find out. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll let you know, but um, I don't think that there's any issues with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. We have a Patreon. Um, we're having so much fun over there. So we hope you join us over there. We yeah. do weekly episodes. Um, uh, Patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. We're going to shout out Antigone Books in Tucson, Arizona, which is a great feminist bookstore in Tucson. This week, um, check them out online. You can order our book from them if you would like to. Um, they rock uh please like a subscribe write a review wherever it is you get your podcast thank you so much of to those of you who have it really just helps us out immensely when you do that you can find me online at pesty 1079 on twitter and instagram we'd like to thank you for being here with us we hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time